Welcome back. My name is Kit. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. We're back together again. We're talking about Lost this time. But this is a show, if you're new, where we talk about all kinds of TV shows. We talk about all kinds of movies. All things TV and film are our fair game here. We've done many shows before. This time we're lost aways, stuck on the yeah. island with the gang. Big old lost aways. This is the final episode, Exodus Part 3 of Season 1. My goodness. Episode 25. We've made it. It's taken seven months. <laughs> God damn. Only because there was a four-month hiatus due to the SAG and WGA yes. strikes. Well, who uh, knows if we, because we did double up on some of these episodes, maybe, maybe it would have taken us six months, yeah, seven maybe, months. Yeah, who knows? Well, if we did, if we adhered to the one episode a week policy. Yeah, yeah, definitely it would have taken sure. over five. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's how the show's dropped it. initially, baby. Mm-hmm. We made that's it. What you guys did the first time, but now we're in, we're going to talk about, we got some fun stuff planned out for you. There's some big announcements at the end, as far as uh, some of our 2024 slate, what our plans are. Uh, in the short term for for devout listeners to check out and get excited for. But this episode, we're going to do a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap after our initial thoughts of the final episode of Season 1 of Lost. Uh, And then Steve's got some stats. Stats. To go over. Stats, Uh, stats. All of our most nominated You talking about the numbers? Yeah, the the numbers. numbers. The stats over there, Steve? Mm, They call him Stats McSteve. (laughs) Stats McSteve. (laughs) Or Satty Teeve. I like, I like stats with nice. Steve. Uh, stats and then uh, what else do we got? We're, we have some questions from the patrons that we're going to answer about the show and maybe make some predictions, Madison and I, uh, for the future of the show. Because I'll make Steve some predictions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to be spot They're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> from the future. I yeah. bet Arts comes back as a force ghost and trains <laughs> Shannon with, with wrong to be info. the ultimate killer. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Teaches her how to use dynamite. Because he knows. He knows. She's yeah. got a lot to learn from arts. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. I'm a little sad. You know, it's been a long journey that we've been on. So let's just do it, I guess. Pull the Band-Aid off. Season one is behind us almost. Oh, no. Oh. <gasps> well, folks, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? What, how were you feeling now that it's all over? Season one is done and in the can. Madison, <clears throat> how are you feeling? It's interesting because we covered... Um, the last three episodes, uh, coupling episodes 23 and 24 as one, and mm-hmm. then having t- episode 25 as its own thing for the purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but in how they rank on, is it Lostopedia or whatever? They say that, uh, was it episode 23 was 20, number yeah, was number seven. seven, but they coupled 24 and 25. Personally, yeah. I wish they didn't do that because I feel like I feel like of the three, 24 was my favorite Mm -hmm. and 25 is probably my second favorite. Well, I would say 25 and 23 are pretty equal in terms of like my favorites of the the final three episodes. Um, I I had a really good time with episode 25. I mean, not to diminish like how cool and great this last episode was, because I think it left a lot of cliffhangers. Uh, We got a lot of crazy uh, scenes out of uh, this episode. Um, and it was, I mean, I had a good time and, but I think as far as like, I think the, it's the emotional capital that 24 had over me, whereas 25 didn't really have as much like emotional weight as 24 did. So that's kind of why it went down in some points for me. But, um, as far as like the last episode of this very 
long season. Uh, I thought it was pretty great and it got me hyped to watch season two. So I, I'm excited for to continue on and watch season two after this. Steve. So I'm way more interested to see how the two of you perceive this episode. Like I loved hearing that from Madison because so I know I know how the season ends this whole time. I knew how the season ends and it ends on a pretty huge cliffhanger. And so my worry was going into this whole endeavor was like, oh, they're going to get into it. We're going to watch all these episodes and then we're going to get to the cliffhanger like what's in the goddamn hatch. Still don't know. <laughs> and so I was very worried that you guys would watch this last episode and be like, fuck the show. I'm so mad. I don't want to deal with it anymore. The island, the, the mysteries of the island are not being revealed quick enough for me. I want off this ride. Um, as far as me personally, this specific episode, Exodus Part 2, but really Part 3, when you look at the context of how we're covering it, um, I think Part 3 is the weakest of the three episodes. Uh, I just don't feel like most of the emotional connections I have with the characters happened in the previous two episodes. Not saying this episode is bad by far. I think Mm -hmm. it's very good. It does have that to speak to Madison's point. Like when this episode ends, you're like, Oh, I got to start watching episode season two right now, which, uh, I'm really excited to see what you get when you start season two. Like it starts off really, really well. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I I just think there is, um, there's just something missing here. I don't know where to put my, I don't know quite what it is, but there's some sort of emotional heft, some stakes. Like the, the episode 23, when it starts off, it's like, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. There's danger, there's danger. It's coming. We got to go. We got to go. Things are happening. And then when this season ends, it's just kind of like, ah, none of the things happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others didn't come. This, we were, we were, they were coming. They have not come yet. Uh, we don't know what's in the hatch. It does kind of end in a very big question mark mm-hmm. uh, where I, if I if I was watching this episode by episode when it originally came out, I could see myself just throwing the remote like, God damn it. A year of my life wasted, um, which is why I don't suggest people watch this digest the show that way. <laughs> Definitely binge it. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see how you feel about this kit. So we got Madison's point of view, which I love, but I want to know what your point of view is. I'm interested. I did not like this episode, Mm. Uh, but it's not because of the cliffhangers per se, because I I don't have that fear. I can literally go home and just start at season two. And and I will likely do that, even though I have five movies to watch for work this week. (laughs) Um, I might watch more Lost this evening. Uh, But... For all the reasons that you said, I do feel like they underdelivered. Um, they they kind of cheated the audience, uh, specifically with the others. You know, that's that's not only the hatch I can see. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's literally deeper than we thought. You know, and that's yeah. fineish. Uh, I'm not even positive the writers know what's in there at this point in the show. If I'm if I'm honest, you yeah, know? they're still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, like oh fuck, we don't. Carl, you said you were going to figure out the hatch. Just make the ladder really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do the thing. Yeah. And I've seen that shot when people, like this, one of the most iconic shots of the show is uh, the Tarantino trunk shot of the hatch with everybody looking in it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a still that I've seen every time anybody talks about this show. So that was kind of fun. Uh, But the others, that's not even, that's just wand waved away. It's, they're not there when they should be. No, nobody's seen them. Mm-hmm. We also got some other things in this episode that I've heard. Legend has it. You know, technically, I mean, technically the others, I think, do show up, but it's not in the way you expect it. 
because it's the the dudes the dudes the, on the on boat. The boat. Um, those are, you know, you can infer those are the others, but you you think they're they're hyping up this big climactic battle where they're gonna invade the beach and attack the people on the beach, and that's why they're gotta be safe. No, they're just after Walt, and they mm-hmm. they know that in they the, just want children, <laughs> younglings. I've sent out my finest men. <laughs> it's me, Doctor Brenner from Stranger Things. <laughs> I've always been here. <laughs> I guess. I Bring immune. me the special boy. I am immortal. There's some good stuff in this episode, but it's a bunch of blue balls for me. You know, like you you give Sawyer, a murderer, one of my, my guy, a gun. He has his moment. He does nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we get this crescendoing rescue that's undercut. And then I'm, I spent the whole time not thinking, oh, I guess those are the others, but thinking... Why are they speaking American English? Yeah. <laughs> Where that's... in the world are they right now? I yeah. I need a, I'm the captain now. And, you know, because that's where they are in the world, I think. I don't know. That's where... kind of what I also interpreted as well. I was like, that's when I kind of knew. I was like, these are not. Yeah. This is not a good. You don't expect D- Dynasty to show up on the Lost yeah, Island. Yeah, Jedediah like... <laughs> showed up like they just crash landed in Louisiana. Literally. You know, <laughs> Zebulon, turn the boat around. We got to get the like, special boy. What's that music? Is that Mardi Gras? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um... Leonard Skinner. <laughs> They're blaring Skinner on the boat. Yeah. Free, Free as a bird. <laughs> As they take off with Walt. I almost almost feel like now that you guys have kind of like affirmed my uh, my thoughts, I feel like this would have been a good first episode for season two and almost like, uh, you know, finishing part two, uh, episode 24, a little bit differently to kind of align with what's going to happen in this episode. But I feel like it would have been a lot better to start with something like this. Like the momentum of this episode seems to me like a good first episode of a season. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I I do like, they do a lot of work setting up stakes and conflict for season two. Mm -hmm. So Charlie's an addict again, or at least very conflicted. There's one thing. Um, uh, We've got Walt missing and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. They're 15 miles from the Island without even a boat now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jen and Michael and Sawyer just sitting there floating on debris. I'm guessing debris, debris depending on yeah. what part of the country you're from. Uh, <laughs> and so there's that. There's a bunch of like little plot threads that are going to be super fun to explore. That I can't wait. Um, the biggest cliffhanger for me is when do we get more Michelle Rod- Rodriguez? Um, I need to find that. Out. You're, you're waiting in the. Wings. I'm not going to say that's why I'm going to watch season two immediately tonight. But it's why you're going to watch season two immediately. <laughs> it's not the hatch. It's not where's Walt. It's where's Michelle Rodriguez. I hope she out. comes up at like the last episode of season two. If that would be part of the course for this fucking show. And you're just waiting. The, the whole show ends with Jack getting to the mainland and Anna Lucia's like, hey, you ready for that drink now? <laughs> and that's. <laughs> she like shows up with like. But it's just over the shoulder shot from her back and you don't see her face. Oh my God. Because they couldn't they, pay her for that's, that. Episode. That's what they do. Yeah, but it, it's clearly Hurley, and they're just like <laughs> ADRing her. Yeah, um, I, d- I do think it's. Gr- I do like the idea of the sort of bait and switch they do, where they're like they're coming for the baby, and we all as an audience assume it's Aaron mm-hmm. Claire's baby. See, I didn't get any of that. They're they're but they're coming for the, the whole time. They're at least in this situation, they were coming for Walt, and but everyone's worried about Claire and her baby. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like that bait and switch. I but didn't I, even but pick I that just, up. That is I, cool if I had gathered that from the episode, but I didn't at all. But I just don't think that there is something like you kind of mentioned blue balls with Sawyer. There is a little bit of blue balls 
with this presentation of the others because when Danielle comes out on the beach in episode 23, she's like, the others are coming. You're like, oh, fuck. We already know what Ethan's like. Mm-hmm. There's some, who are these others? What are their, what are their, thi- what is their deal? And then it's just a couple of dudes on the boat like, you go and give us the boy now. Doesn't one of them have like a yellow hat on? I was like, what is this fisherman bullshit? I don't even know. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought they were just pirates. Fair. And, you know, I, I, first I thought it's a really small boat for open sea. I'm not a, I'm not a Gonna seaman. A boat. Exactly. They can't, <laughs> go, they can't go into open sea in that boat. That's why they got to have a, a big island nearby to dock at. That's right. true. As far as I know how boats work, that is very true. So. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all saying the same thing where it's like the payoff of what we were anticipating to what we received was not necessarily. If I had to best. wait seven months for any more, I would be upset. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't. So I'm not. But I was like, oh, dang, you know, I didn't expect to f- like the hatch to be six feet deep and get an immediate payoff there. Yeah. The, the ladder's broken. I wonder how they're going to. Was it not? I didn't think it, it was looked, broken. I thought I saw the ladder was missing like seven feet. Oh, so that um, might be a thing. Maybe, maybe I can't. Maybe I, can't, it's not. I was I watching it on my computer in Starbucks, so I, I probably didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but anyway, for the most part, I mean, it's good fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. I also thematically thought that they failed to trust their audience completely. Like all of a sudden I was having a lot of fun, you know, like two months ago, I, I said the stuff about the Pope versus the King mm-hmm. and you were like, Oh, neat. Cause that is kind of what's going on. And I felt proud of myself and I was having a good time. And I like when movies allow me to be proud of myself. Uh, and then <laughs> in the middle of this episode, they just say, fuck all that. Just in case you're not picking up on it. I'm faith, you're science. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. I guess we're just, we're, did you, did we're, you, we're coming right out with it now. Did you happen to see the episode title for season two, episode I one? I did. Man of faith, man of science. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did. Um, so any, any hoozle, uh, very excited to see where it all goes. It all makes good sense. I just, I think it was handled a little poorly for the most part, but there are some really good moments in this episode. Yeah. Uh, specifically like that, uh, montage thing that they always do is, is mm. really powerful in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like a really good season one retrospective. They did a good job about that in general with the help of the first two episodes. So right. let's dive in. Uh, oh, if, but there's the big reveal. Not just the hatch, Steve. One of the legendary lost things. The smoke monster. What? The smoke, smoke monster. monster. The smoke monster. The Sam Raimi ghost. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was unaware you guys knew that that was, what, that was the term of it. I have heard smoke monster without okay. any context for... I 20 didn't, years. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know. Yeah. That that's what it was. So when I, to. when Jack was like, and Kate was like, I saw it too. I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. But the whole thing with Lost, which Locke, I was like, what is going on right now? And uh, I don't know. Anyway, I guess they all live in tunnels or something because that's where the hatch goes down and the and the monster was trying to pull Locke down as well. Maybe they're unrelated downs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> unrelated downs? Like if they might run into a, a, a smoke monster down there cooking tea, he'll be like, oh. What are you doing down here? What are you doing down here? It's definitely a British. He speaks British. British. Yeah. Oh, like speaks British. He speaks British. <laughs> yeah, he has a British accent. Crumpet tea. Crumpet Bang tea. And mash. Would you like? Would you like some some English breakfast tea? <laughs> Sunshine daisies, watermelon. <laughs> Turn Expecto this stupid Patrona. fat Yellow. <laughs> anyway, um, smoke flits by. Jack and Kate see it. He's like, "Oh, I saw it. That was crazy. I think that's a Dementor." I just oh, hey. 
Hey. Oh, hi. It's just us, the Demancers. We've hi. been here this whole time. And Sorry, just... it's a little chilly. We just, that's just what we bring. We're just bringing the cold weather with us. Oh, you finally came to the dark territory? That's where oh. we hang out, gang. Did Come... you see our invite with the smoke? Oh, oh look at sip. her. Property values here are going to go up. Oh, oh boy, shoot. howdy. They are. I want to give you a kiss, mm. <laughs> but I'm going to suck your soul out so I can't. Where'd arts go? <laughs> <laughs> so now y'all know you're on Azkaban. <laughs> oh, I love the Southern Dementor bit. Don't That's worry. Amazing. Yes. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> Make yourselves at home. Sorry we dragged you in that hole. Mm-hmm. Careful with that dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> How many got six? I've been spitting on it for 20 years. <laughs> 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 you gotta spit on it you or it won't go in. On it. I'm gonna swallow it. <laughs> Smoke flits by. Jack can't see it. The monster starts fucking ripping up trees, Ooh. which it's done before, but I, I don't think we've ever seen the trees like like this before. It's, it's like, getting ripped out like weeds. Bigger, full JJ bigger budget. Bigger budget. Yeah, it's like pilot. Yeah, they, they blew their load on the front and the back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, I do. <laughs> I wasn't going to entertain it, but then you made eye contact with me. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Oh. Uh, but Locke's not scared. Everybody else is, they're taking the backpacks off as planned. Remember when he was like, yes, sir. And he's, he's taking his pack off, but he just wants to say hi to his friend. And he's like, hey, buddy. You're so beautiful. You're just black smoke. I yeah. love that he kind of gets his comeuppance here, like his, his arrogance, you know, yeah. which is shaken, but not completely knocked apart because, uh, you know, his faith is returned by the time Jack goes to rescue him. But yeah, he sees fear for the first time. He does. Jack, mm-hmm. the first time we saw that POV from the smoke monster shot, like way back in, I don't know what that was, episode seven, four or like six that. or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, the, the camera zoomed in on Locke and he's like, wow, it's beautiful. It's so pretty. Free willy me. Uh, but this time he falls on the ground. I got a new haircut. And he's, he poops his pants. He does. Poop. Uh, he pupes. <laughs> John Locke, I'm but coming to so that camp. Are we, are we confirming that the smoke monster is the same monster that is pulling trees out of the ground? I believe so. I believe you can assume because it's making the same noise. and Okay. That, because I guess like there there is like a mechanical noise as well. There is, yeah. So part it's of like me was like, design, yeah. I was like, are they... What are they doing there? I was, at first, I was like, "Oh, are they like avataring it?" And there's like a dude in like a metal like you really want robot this to be Wizard outfit. of Oz so bad. I, <laughs> well, I mean, Danielle called it a security system, so maybe we're just near the, well, yeah, the gears and, of it. And like, I don't know if they're like just kind of building off of like that security like element, and they're just like adding mechanical like foley to like kind of enhance like the soundbite of the the monster or whatever. But it to me, I interpret it as are these. Are these the same thing? Because mm-hmm. initially I was like, oh, I guess these could technically be two different things because I haven't seen the black figure like physically take the tree out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. We yeah. have, we've only seen one person killed by the monster, right? Which was the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the way back. I can't remember exactly how. He just got sucked out of the window and okay. blood splattered on the window. We didn't yeah. actually see what it did to him. Right. The we do mon- know it threw him up into a tree. The monster went. It's weird because seeing the monster now, it doesn't seem like the kind that would be deterred by a grove of bamboo. You know, we, we've seen twice characters like hide in bamboo trees. Like, mm-hmm. can't get me. One was the polar bear, maybe, but I don't know. It just 
yeah that, that's the, interesting well the go-to move like even in this episode jack and hurley and all them like hide. immediately go into like a grove at one point to like hide from it like we know this works it's visions based on movement uh, I can still see you. Uh. <laughs> I guess just my initial, like when I was picturing, like developing the monster in my head as we progressed through the season, I, w- I was, not that I was envisioning like a Bigfoot style character, but there was like. <laughs> I wish it was Bigfoot. Like my, my initial thought was like, oh, where the wild things are, like that type of imagery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just bumbling around the yeah, woods. Yeah, and it was just like this. Honestly, like, that would be more terrifying. But like, just this, <laughs> not even necessarily like this Godzilla esque figure, but just like a like a big physical, like ominous, like fi- big giant creature. A yeah, a big squatch. A big some squatch. kind of squatch. Yeah, and for it to be this like hovering, floaty. Oh, hello. <laughs> like I'm just picturing. Hi. I like the bald one. Yeah, like a magic carpet esque creature i don't know where'd your little twink buddy go <laughs> oh no he died oh, my God, <laughs> oh, i didn't get to suck him off yet <laughs> his soul his, his soul. soul you're right yeah yeah hmm. that's what we do double meaning over there he didn't go in my party plane did he <laughs> oh, oh they ruined the party plane oh don't tell charlie <laughs> that boy can't handle his hair and mm-hmm. so jack goes after Locke. um who's just wanting to say hi to his friend. He rips up a tree right next to Locke and Locke falls down. And this time he does not look pleased. He looks terrified. He's like, oh no. Did I I make you angry? I fucked up. Hoisted by my own petard. Mm. Lost. Now Locke runs. Jack pursues him. Locke ends up getting pulled away by this monster. Uh, We get this cool like snorry cam shot where he's being dragged away. Like Locke POV. Like, it's neat. And then Jack pulls a fucking Indiana Jones, chases him, dives, grabs his arms. And I guess the monster is not stronger than Jack. I mean, have you seen those well, arms? Is he? Is he, <laughs> he did beat up Ethan. Is the monster still dragging Locke or is Locke just like literally? Otherwise, dag- Jack could dangling. pull him up, right? Well, I don't know. The way that he's kind of like holding on to him doesn't make I, me think he the could. blocking of that scene is weird because they want kate to throw dynamite down into the hole but i wasn't aware the hole was that deep i thought right i was like you're just gonna blow lock in half and then like the, and he's really the dynamite ends up being like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear like the monster go and, and like, like it's like yeah it farts out of a different hole out of a different hole you bitch yeah uh it's interesting but what's cool Dude. about that scene is the reveal that the dynamite was never in kate's backpack it was in jack yeah. He was a sneaky protector man. Ugh, what whatever. a misogynist. What she a can God. carry the sticks. Literally. <laughs> Let her carry the dynamite. God damn. He's one trying to save her. <laughs> he lo- he said sh- chivalry is not dead and he's not going to allow Kate to be either. I guess not. Women can't uh, carry back. It's too heavy. <laughs> Everyone knows. I, Kate, I got it. Women I can make it. decisions uh, for themselves. I've read that nitroglycerin is set off. By but, estrogen. <laughs> no, but, by raw sex appeal. Also, we all know that periods attract bears. And there's polar bears on this island. That's true. We don't you're, want polar bears uh, setting off dynamite. You're too women, hot for the dynamite. We need to put women in cages mm-hmm. when they're on their period. So I track. think you'll make them explode. That's what you do to me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, Did I go too far? No. no. Good job. Keep no. going. Let's go. Keep I going. could use six or seven more examples. 
Okay, fine. I wrote them down. Um, yeah. So I, I ultimately it's the, the scene is tense. It works. I love the reveal that he's the one carrying the dynamite. No, no, my, my backpack. We don't have time. But, and I also like that this is kind of the last straw for Jack, right? Because Locke repeatedly says, I'll go. be fine. Let me go. He's just taking me to his house. We're going to have a sleepover. I'm pretty sure we're going to play Sim- Castlevania Symphony of the Night. You know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch mm-hmm. Will and Grace. Oh, <laughs> good show. Big Will and Grace fan. I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh. It's I like I like the interplay there between he he and Jack. This is the fa- the last battle of wills that kind of pushes things along. Um, but anyway, he tosses the dynamite in. The creature shrieks and smoke flies away. And he rescues a chagrined uh, lock. We cut back to the raft. Michael sees the watch. Uh, he's practicing English with Jen. Uh, they get the rudder put back on. And then in this scene, Jen gives Michael the watch. And oh, Michael, so sweet. It, Michael's touched. Like, holy shit, this is why you punched me. Now it's mine. <laughs> I wish I could take that handcuff off you. Yeah, this uh, is, I love this scene. Just because, like, th- these two characters have somehow managed to, like, have their own language in a way the last couple episodes. Like, Michael would just say something to Jen, and Jen's like, even though they don't understand each other, like, somehow they can communicate. They don't speak the same sure. language because Jen's yeah. like, no, 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 that thing. And he points, and M- Michael's like, no, not that. But now they're like, tell me the words you know. And he's like, raft, mm-hmm. utter, eat. And he's like, oh, she taught you eat, huh? <laughs> That's a good woman yeah. you got right there. That's a keeper. Uh, Make sure you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just kick me off the show. And Jim's like, yeah, fish. Crushed <laughs> off the list. <laughs> yeah, I've loved seeing their bromance blossom. It's been a, a real high point of the show. Um, and then we cut to Sun making Claire tea. Which is, she's like, it's poison. Kate's recipe. <laughs> I call it Kate's drapes. <laughs> um, and then she's like, what's Aaron mean? And Claire's like, mm, awkward. I don't know. I, it reminded me of Pulp Fiction where uh, the, Bruce Willis's character, Booch, what does Booch mean? And he's in the taxi cab and he's like, I'm American, honey. Our names don't mean shit. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Same vibe. Same um, vibe, yeah. But then at this point, uh, this is where she tells her, Charlie will bring your baby back. Chilies. Um. (laughs) Charlie. (laughs) Baby back quest. Why am I thinking of uh, Austin Powers? I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Because that's the same thing. Ribs. Yeah, that's the Chili song. song. Is it? Because it it says that and then it goes, Chilies, baby back ribs. Oh. But she says, because he said he would. (laughs) (laughs) You were on the same page. You just didn't know. (laughs) Charlie and we cut to Charlie and say they're still chasing after Rousseau. Charlie's baby back quest. She booby trapped a fake baby and Charlie falls for it immediately. Even the say he's like, stop, please listen to me. Do anything I say ever. Honestly, Charlie, I lost my love for his character in the last seven episodes or so. He's like pretty stupid. He's very stupid. He's He's very like nasty to people. Yeah. He's like, in this episode especially, it's one of my least favorite scenes of all time. <laughs> my baby. My baby. It's my girlfriend's baby. Why'd you take I it? I mean, we're not official yet, but like, but like we're pretty steady. Yeah, yeah. yeah his like his whole, baby would like, call me dad for he's sure. He's kind of creeping me out, you know? I don't even think Claire likes him like that. 
Yeah, she's just kind of like, that's how you go get my baby. You come live with me in L.A. Oh, okay. It's like he he is trying to find purpose, which I can respect. But at the same time, it's almost like a hovering annoyance. Like, we get it. Like, you're trying to be there for this kid and for Claire. But like, you even give her real peanut butter. I'm like, you're being (laughs) (laughs) you're being annoying. Just imagine I gave you something and then I'll just hang out with me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That was his game. Yeah, I, I really don't like the way that he like his his first instinct is to always attack the other people that are on the island, whether that's like he's just really shitty to Hurley, like in the numbers episode or like the, his like, oh, someone took Aaron. Let me punch Saeed. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's just it's been just, a lot of that recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there uh, he, he gets a, a vicious wound on his forehead from terrible the booby trap. Wound. A terrible wound. Uh, and I like this scene, though, because he says, you need to go back. You're, you're bleeding too heavily. And he's like, I'm not coming back without that baby. Right. Like he desperately needs to keep his word. Because that's the one thing an addict rarely does is keep have integrity, keep their word. Um, and it's so it's so important to him. And he's like, well, I'm not a fucking doctor, Charlie, and I'm in a hurry right now. And he's like, you're a soldier. What would you do if we were on? Just leave me here. I would just bleed out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Saeed Soldiers says, die. The mission comes first. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then Saeed says, "Remove the towel and tilt your head back." And mm. I was like, "Stop this it. movie! <laughs> this is giving it's doing things to me." You'll need anyway. the towel in a moment. Yeah. Bong of it for now. Bong. Uh, how did he get that bullet open? So can you just open bullets like that? No. He, yeah. You can't. So he pours gunpowder into the cut and it's like all in his fucking eye and shit. It was that bothering was, me. I'm trying to remember because I do remember seeing that scene. Like I, that like thing happening in another movie in another scene. I can't remember what I it was. I think it's a thing. It is a thing. I, I can't remember the exact scene it was from another movie. But um, but I want to say that that was done on like another body part, like a more like. Not the, not, face. Not, the not the face. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the moneymaker. Yeah. That would be, I feel like a there's very, a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would work fine. It's not enclosed. It would just I guess, burn like, along the path. Like, it was like on his, like trickling down his face. Like it was so close to his eye. I'm like, he could have lost an eye. It's worth it for the baby. I guess. The baby. And so they cauterized the wound with the gunpowder in gun a match. Gunpowder in a match. Yeah. Uh, I, it looked like uh, some of the, the black pepper I use in my kitchen. Mm. That's all. It's I that would be it. such gun. a gnarly pain, though. Yeah, I know. Like it does gun seal powder. the wound, but you went from a gash to a severe a burn. burn. Yeah. yeah. And then, all right, let's go. No wonder he's so shitty to Rousseau. He's just grumpy. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck. he, he set my head on fire. Yeah, that's true. She did like dump a bunch of rocks on his head and stuff that's too. Fair. Yeah. It's just his reaction is so funny to me. Later, we'll get to it. Back in the past, Hurley is a sleepy boy. He's at the hotel, airport hotel. I assume the same one that Walt and Michael were at. Uh, but as none of his electricity works in his hotel room, like the, the socket blew while he was sleeping. He's this walking black cat, right? So he's like, fuck. It's, Hurley, his, mom, it's his mom's birthday tomorrow. We can't miss that flight. Maybe today. I don't know how the whole time change thing works. It's, it's good. Uh, which I think in Australia, if he's going back to America, it would actually be going back in time. To back, come. It would go back in time. <laughs> yeah. So technically he did wake up on his mom's mm-hmm. birthday. So Hurley is running uh, to catch the plane. He drives his own car there. The car backfires and stalls. So he has to foot it. Um, the, 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 the lady selling plane tickets Terrible. is bizarrely rude, right? It's yeah. so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. No, a man of your size, much purses, two tickets. So that's fine. But at the same time, she's just like taking so much joy in his 
discomfort. Why? Yeah. Why is this like sadistic person working? What airline is this? This has got to be United. I, I, like, yeah, he he shows up and he's like, "Can we speed this along?" And she's like, "She's typing like I'm going as fast as I can." Slowly turns. And she's hunting, pecking. You know, no typing yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she takes so much joy in telling him that his flight is across the airport and currently boarding. Oh, I'm so sorry. Looks like you won't be, after you just paid so much money for these tickets, you're going to have to buy new tickets for a different flight. Maybe I could have warned you, but oops. <laughs> after he buys two tickets, right? Uh, and she's going to upsell them tickets, you know what I'm saying? So he ends up trying to cut everybody in the security line. We see Arts there, uh, and but they won't let him go. So he has to turn back around, find another way. He pays an old man $1,600 who recently had a hip replacement for his scooter, which is really, I, I get that that's like a lot of money. And he says borrow. But that guy may never see that scooter again. That, that thing no. probably cost 10 grand. It's <laughs> yeah. like, Fuck off, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think they should have been more money. But um, hey, this was 2005. So maybe yeah. with inflation, that's at least three grand. You're right. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Um, so he gets to the gate as they're closing it and he's like, please let me on this plane. I, I do love the, 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 the coyness with the audience here because the first quote unquote good thing to happen to him in, in a year has just occurred where the lady's like, you know what? It's your lucky die, <laughs> yeah. but it's not, it's the worst thing that's ever going to happen yeah. to him is being on that plane. And so he's like, yes, you know, <laughs> gives her a big sweaty hug. Oh yeah. He's so sweaty. Cause he's drenched and she's, <laughs> yeah. but I, you know, what was so cute and endearing is how genuinely happy that lady was to get that hug. Yeah. Cause Hurley's yeah. such a nice guy. And I think any, if you would, we would all be so lucky to get a hug from Hurley. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. like in, in reality, in today's world, for very good reasons, if I, as a big man, just snatch up a woman and hug her, not a good look. No. Nobody's having fun. <laughs> but in this moment, in this, you know, it was just, she was like, oh, he's so happy. Well, I, I needed a hug today. Like it was so innocent and wonderful to see, you know? Yeah. Even though in no way would that ever happen. Um, police, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Security. Getting maced immediately. Yeah. Uh, for good reason. But back in the present, Hurley's like muttering the numbers, which are 4, 8, 16, 23, 42. 42. <gasps> yeah. 4, I memorized 8, 15, them. 16, 23. 16, fuck. 15, 16, yeah. I failed the 15, test. 15, 16, 23, 42. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. Jackie Robinson's number. Um, 23 is significant to Kate. <clears throat> she hears him. What are you doing? You're saying numbers? And he's like, what? Why? What did you hear numbers? And <laughs> she was like, I thought you said 23. Oh, what's that mean to you? Oh, if that? I did, what would that mean to you? Not 20, saying I did say it. 23,000 is the amount that the guy who snitched on her was paid for her bounty, right? Yeah. That's that a farmer very guy, right? odd number to get paid. 23? 23,000. Literally 000. an odd number. Mm. Literally. <laughs> I wonder if it's prime. Oh, Brian. It's prime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Autobots. Give him, give the farmer the 23,000. <laughs> The Autobots made a deal. We will honor it because we are honorable robots. Kate is the all spark. Uh, we cut back to Jack. Uh, you're going to need five guns if you're going to take down Kate. <laughs> She's a Decepticon. Bumblebee, take her out. I want to go watch Bumblebee now. That's a good movie. Haley Steinfeld. It's the best Transformers it is movie. The best I haven't one, seen dude. that one yet. You the would love one. it. I know I would. I need to watch it. John Cena has the best line ever in that movie. John Cena's in that movie? Yeah. You can't see him, but 
Yeah. Oh, What's like, he say? Because at some point, because the, the whole thing is the Decepticons are working with the government at first, and Jonathan's like, they call themselves Decepticons. Does that not raise any red flags? That's <laughs> true. It's not a good name. Decepticons. <laughs> you should have seen it coming. <laughs> Did they deceive you? The script writes itself. Uh, we cut back to Jack, and I love Jack's line, because uh, they're like, hey, you guys should be split up. You're both carrying the dynamite. And Jack's like, we blow up, we blow up, dude. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I got to tell you, I wouldn't hate it. I kind of want to die. Yeah. yeah. Jack's just like, I kind of want to die. I hate all of this. Um, I've been blown up ever since I got on this island. Oddly, they don't, none of them talk about a smoke monster. They're just like, whatever. It happened. We need to get in the hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the smoke monster thing happens and immediately it's like, you switch the bags. Yeah. <laughs> you pray. You asshole. But he wants to know what's going on in John's head. Uh, you know, why did you want to hang out with the monster? Why did you think you were going to be okay? That's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> and uh, why did you believe it wasn't going to hurt you? I was being and tested. I was being tested. Science and faith were different. Uh, <laughs> do you th- he- yeah, Locke's like, do you think all of this, us landing on this island, us, you think all of this was an accident? No, we were brought here for a purpose. He's it one was of us. fate. Destiny. Sorry, it was and destiny. Then, and then Jack is like, well, what was Boone's fate? Or like mm. something like that. Did you talk with Boone about destiny, John? Yeah. Boone was a sacrifice. The island demanded. Not, not a good look for you, Locke. Mm-hmm. Not a good look at all. No. Um, no. He said, look, think about it. Because Boone died, that's why we're here in this moment right here, right now. Which isn't really true. I think it's completely irrelevant that Boone died. Because the others coming is why they're there. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what I hated most about that. Is that it actually did not depend on Boone dying at all. Yeah. You know really, I mean? the, the only thing that really depended on Boone dying was Charlie's heroin. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, but I mean, they, he did tell Jack about the hatch because Jack oh. was like, oh, are you a murderer? Mm. But I mean, even still, if there were, if there were other, you're, but to your point, if the others were coming, I think John Locke would be like, uh, hatch. I've got a porta potty we could hide in. Yeah. It's underground. <laughs> An underground shithole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's where the things come to a head between uh, Locke and John, yeah, I think, I, I will be love, a major conflict point for season two. I love this line where uh, Locke tells Jack, you know, do you, he's like, do you believe in destiny, Jack? He's like, I don't. He's like, you do. You just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love me some Locke. Jack's like, mm, uh, I don't think so. I'm a doctor. I know my shit. I know only, a lot of stuff. The only destiny I believe in, destiny child. Student okay. loans. Bootylicious, baby. <laughs> Ooh. Destiny's child, baby. Bills, bills, bills. I don't bills. think you're ready for this jelly, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you know, John Locke would not know Destiny's Child. Um, yes, he would. He would. You yes, think he, he would? would. You think he, yes, would? he would? Yeah, mm-hmm. he could do the opening Stevie Nicks Edge of Seventeen beat as Bootylicious comes on. <laughs> Someone make I'm this for this jelly. Somebody make this like John Locke Beyonce. dancing to that. Yeah, yeah. can you uh, handle this? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the past. Uh, Back in time. The, the lady at the airport says that they can't load lock onto the plane because they don't know where the special wheelchair device is. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What airline is this? <laughs> like, uh, what special wheelchair that it's like narrow enough to go down the aisles? I'm uh, like, I don't what? know. So they have to carry him on. Yeah. And this, this scene is it. very effective for like, because yeah. remember, if you remember, lock was just flew 20 hours to this place and then was denied entry. To something he feels like he can participate in. He was willing to sign the waivers. And so he's go- going back defeated, sad. Everything he's wanted to do and train for is, you know, and his dad, the reason he's paralyzed is probably something fucking crazy. And his dad tricked him into stealing a kidney. Like the guy is not having a good time. No. <laughs> 
The world is not kind to John and Locke. It, and then he drops his little menu and, and can't went reach from it, which hair is hair to no hair, which is tough. That's tough. <laughs> yes, a luscious head of yeah. hair and you always think you're bald i'm gonna look like jason statham and it's at worst and you don't you know <laughs> when you go bald yeah you don't you're like oh for my, some reason my head has a weird point i to try it. to leave the little stubble there and then just talk in a british accent <sighs> i'm gonna shave my head today <laughs> never works it's going to megalodon <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's that scene. Poor Locke. I always feel bad for him when they cut to this stuff. Yeah. Back in the present, they make it to the hatch with the dynamite. Locke tells Hurley to take the extra sticks a few hundred yards. He's like, but oh. He says Hugo. Me? He calls him Hugo. Which I thought was very interesting. Because I. He's pointed because nobody calls him that except. I th- Locke's the only one that calls him that. But Uh-oh. then he refers to him as Hurley later on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is, is this like a build off of the conversation that he just had with Jack? Like. Oh, I, I'm using real names now. I don't know. It was just very weird that he called him Hugo, not Hurley. I think, I think, yeah. I think he's called him Hugo before, though. Has he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, he has. I'm feeding into it more than I should, I guess. Because Hugo's a dope name. It is. And a Martin Scor- underrated Scorsese film. Uh, <laughs> but Kate's in charge of running the fuse. We cut to Walt sleeping on the boat. Sawyer and Michael are kind of arguing, kind of just debating over whether or not they should turn the radar thing on. Michael wants to reserve the battery and Sawyer says no. Saeed said every hour to turn it on. I'm going to follow the rules, damn it. Even though I follow zero rules ever. Uh, <clears throat> and then Sawyer's like, by the way, you're a saint. I'd have hit that kid a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing for them to digress yeah. to. And Michael's yeah. like, oh, would you? And then uh, you're going to sleep on that side of the raft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he said, did your dad hit you? And he says, no, he shot himself when I was eight. I didn't do much of anything. And then Michael said, is that why you want to die? And Sawyer's like, what are you talking about? Look, man, you're either a hero or you want to die because there's no reason for you to be on this raft, really. Right? Well, uh, I ain't no hero, Mike. I, I ain't no hero. That's a good ass line. That means it's the other one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not Sawyer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Someone just needs to give him a hug. Our kids. Tell him he is loved mm-hmm. and I'm going to kiss him. A big old kiss and kiss. You're not, put, you're put, not leaving Azkaban. Put them readers on. I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> Just put those readers on. I can't control myself. I'll write you a letter. Read um, this. But they get something on the radar. Blip, blip, blip. They're only 15 miles out, by the way. That's made clear that they've only made it 15 miles from the island. So that's important for who the other people on the boat are that I didn't catch. It is kind of spooky. Like, oh, did you see some smoke? Did you, was there smoke on the water? Fire in the sky? I think so. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, I, I thought it was just, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was, I, I was seeing like, uh, uh, like, what do you call that when water breaks? Like if a boat, like, I, I thought it was like Mist. indicating that there's a, there's something in the water, but you can't quite see it because it's far off. Could have been a mirage. Not quite a mirage. <laughs> an, illusion. an illusion. I thought it's not me. It's not me. Not me. No. Um, I thought it was a smoke monster maybe, but you're right. It's probably just a. Well, I feel like at this point, if they're only 15 miles out, they could still, correct me if I'm wrong, they could still see the island at this point, right? Well, except that it's dark, but yes. Well, yeah, but like if, if there was somebody out there, they would have seen the Hmm. island. Am I wrong? Depends on what latitude they're at because the curvature of the earth. Right. I made that up. It sounded good as fuck though, didn't it? Mm -hmm. It did. (laughs) It did. You're a novel man. Wow. Wow. I thought people believed you. (laughs) 
You've seen those videos where the uh, flat earthers accidentally prove themselves wrong. Yeah, yeah those are the best. They're like, at 60 feet, it should still be in this circle unless it's curved. <laughs> Interesting. Are you holding it up? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and then they're still like, well, let's just redo it. That doesn't you know? prove anything. No, it doesn't prove anything. The government's switched my flashlights. <laughs> uh, Saeed and Charlie creep up to the pillar of black smoke. They're strapped. They're ready. No one's there. Chris is upset. That was a very anticlimactic uh, so, smoke. I know. It was just like a source. little pile I was, of tar. I was picturing this like long, like factory cylinder chimney. Yeah. Like the like thing they feeding out. The thing that bills, billows out the smoke when they choose a new Pope. Like yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But or it's just, just like massive, like pit of it, fire. And Charlie even says that, doesn't he? Like, he's like, that's it. I, There's I like a so. line like, Oh, <laughs> and Saeed notices there's no tracks. It's just another beach. There's no tracks around the they fire. Yeah. Or there's smoke monsters and they don't have feet. <laughs> oh, that's why we don't leave tracks. They're just floating. Tarantino would hate us. <laughs> we got no feet. Um, so they do hear a baby crying. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that Danielle was just trying to hide. And, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> it's not. It's another baby. <laughs> Are um, you out there, Danielle? I that, hear you. No. And so he, he really likes Danielle. He puts his gun away. He's like, Danielle, just give me the baby. Uh, and she does say, you were right. I wanted Alex back. Came up with that whole plan. You figured out immediately. And uh, she does give them the baby. He gives it to Charlie. Uh, and then she heard the whisper say that they were coming for the boy, which is Walt. Yeah. yeah. Up top, Steve. I didn't gather that at all. Oh. <laughs> I was too mad about the anticlimactic. I was just like, I was kind of I was kind of playing with the idea that, oh, it could be Walt. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's there's more than one special boy on this island. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Vincent sh- is the only special boy. That's true. Vincent is the specialist boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah. They just want the dog. Someone took Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's like. <laughs> I tried to stop him, but like, I whatever. Tried, but... <laughs> I love Charlie looks right at Danielle and goes, you're pathetic, which is what the girl said to him. Right. When he took the dope from her. But, oh, I didn't pick up. I didn't make that connection either. Good. call. I also love oh. the fact that he's British who famously hate the French. And that's part of his ire. And he's just like, oh. fucking Frenchy. Hundred years war, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you had crossbows. We had, we had bows. Um, that was the whole thing, by the way. Mm, oh. Mm. <laughs> history lessons with Kit. <laughs> I like true history with Kit Laser. I, did, I, tr- I didn't know that. Yeah. So the let me tell you about it. Okay. So the French had the crossbow, which was more effective at short range and mm-hmm. would pierce armor. Mm. But the English longbow was far superior for distance. Uh, Hence the name. Victory. Yeah. Longbow. Mm-hmm. Nice. But people hated archers. It was considered cowardly. So oh. if you were an archer and you got captured... No, Fuck qu- you. No quarter. Mm. No quarter. Mm. You, you were shooting but at me the- with a, from fucking 300. What do they say? Not yards. Meters. Clicks. <laughs> Fathoms. That's <laughs> <laughs> not that the depth of the yeah. ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Locke is setting the dynamite. Um, and again, there's this little battle of wills because Locke says that he'll put the fuse in. But then Jack's like, I'll do it. Right. And Locke's like, whatever. (laughs) But also it's a very important job. But I mean, like, if we're going to be intelligent about this, right, practical, 
Jack's a fucking surgeon. He's, he's the only doctor on the island. He he's needs got to be as steady far hand. away from this as possible. No, well, no, I mean, I mean, like he's got the steadiest hands in the bunch. You know? <sighs> yes, yeah, but I don't want him blown up. Definitely yeah. don't. Um, but Kate asks Jack about the dynamite trick instead of the smoke monster when they get a moment alone. And he's like, I was just trying to help you, but here, I need to know you're, you got my back if I, if I try to fight Locke. That dude scares me. We're, we're creating alliances. Have you seen Survivor? It's been, around, it's been out, you know, it debuted right before we, came, we went on the plane, but we're going to start alliances. It's a bad metaphor because only one person wins, but don't worry, I'm not going to screw you over. No, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, we have, if we survive tonight, we're going to have a Locke problem. Wink, wink to season two. Uh, you got my back? I got it, Jack. Unless Sawyer comes back, then I'll be conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Twilight? Since we're bringing up and other the movies. The love triangle begins. <laughs> uh, Hurley sees the numbers on the side of the hatch. He like trips and drops his flashlight. You're talking about the numbers? And he's like, oh no, don't open the hatch. Yes, the numbers are bad. Yeah. And Hurley's like frantically no. tries to stop the explosion. I have to imagine from everyone else's perspective who like these characters don't know anything about Hurley's like numbers shenanigans. Right. Just, just Hurley, who up until this point has been acting as if he's been stoned out of his mind this whole trip. Dude, that was messed up. Arts blew up. Yeah. And all of a sudden like, numbers are bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, what? Yeah. And Locke That's is why determined. Like, I'm lightning anyway. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop him from seeing what's in that hatch at that point. He's willing. He almost kills Hurley, you know? Yeah. I think he, he almost is. kills Jack because Jack has to come in and dive and save Hurley. Is it Jack that does that? Yeah, yeah. Jack does that. Oh, yeah. Locke, Locke just, Locke just bolts. Yeah. He was like, sorry. He's like, Peace out. <laughs> I got I'll, legs. Let me use them. I lit it. My, my hands are tied. Oops. <laughs> I thought he said the numbers are good to blow. <laughs> Which is interesting because it does something for Locke's character in that moment. It shows that his zealotry is uh, excelled to the point. Of course, he was the cause of Boone dying, but indirectly. But now he's like willing to put others in harm's way. And yeah. he's never before been that character. His obsession is getting the best, the of, best him. of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, we cut back to the boat, or the raft briefly. The radar's still popping off. It's getting closer. They're arguing about whether or not they should fire the flare. Uh, I love, love, love the line where Jen is speaking Korean to Michael, who seems to understand. And then Sawyer's like, look, Han, you and Chewie want to slow down for a second, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Um, but they're arguing about the flare. And then there's a joke about, I'm going to take the flare from me if you don't shoot it. Right. And he's like, we can do shoot me referencing the gun that he found earlier. Um, but no, I'm going to shoot you with the flare gun. They ultimately do shoot the flare. <laughs> Michael just doesn't want to waste it. And then the blip starts coming back. It seems to have worked. A craft shines a light on them. And they're all, Yay, the music scores triumphant. And they start telling their story. And the guys are so shady. The Duck Dynasty guys are, <laughs> oh, really? Stranded on the island. Wow. Oh. Good thing we showed up then. That's yeah. crazy. On island, you say there's more people. Wow. Oh. Here's the thing, though. We're going to have to take the boy. Give me the kid. We're going to have to take the boy. Give me the kid. Miss mustard and biscuits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give me the boy. I reckon nobody's got to die today. French fried potatoes. <laughs> Dude, nobody talks about Sling Blade anymore. <laughs> uh, and then Sawyer just does nothing. Just not just a dud. Don't you get so hyped up because you could see Sawyer like in his mind, like, oh, oh shoot yeah. these guys. At least kill one of them. The whole time, yeah. like, yeah, Sawyer's got it. No, like somebody in the boat immediately is like, uh, no. They just smack him down immediately. Faster. Yeah. Shoots him. He flies off the raft. Jen, there's something to these Duck Dynasty guys. Jin yeah. jumps in to save him. Uh, uh, they beat up Michael and then take Walt 
And then they fucking, what I hated about this scene is they, they've got like a Molotov cocktail and shit. Like what? They blow up the raft. It's a jar of piss that explodes. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And then I said, I put, what the fuck? It's, Why it's, did they have that? It's a but now I get that they're sweat. the others. I didn't understand any of this watching this episode. I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. Like the, the context is way more sinister and cool than what I thought was random hillbillies in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, these are all a bunch of Ethans, like mm-hmm. on a boat. No, I, I kind of figured that they were the others, honestly, solely because I'm like, there's no way there's white dudes out on boats right now. Like we're, there's been a Nigerian uh, plane, plane that has crashed and then a there's a, a slave ship that like we are definitely near other waters that do not have. But you can briefly hear the music of Miami off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> We get to Miami. That's another ocean. That's season one or season two, episode one. Welcome to Miami. Um, Charlie and Saeed show back up to the caves with the baby. Charlie's so happy. Claire's so happy. Everybody happy. They're all greeting Aaron. Shannon's happy to see Saeed. Yeah. I love the scene. It's like a fucking shampoo commercial. You're worth it. Saeed's just washing his hair in slow mo <laughs> in the waterfall. Stupid. That was sexy, Saeed. I just Are like, you okay? Wow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. Torture the, like, me. I know he does the whole thing. The hair. Yeah. It's like, damn. He's he a like, he like girl. whips his hair and like the drips like get in Shannon's He's, face. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me drink it. She's that, like, yeah, guys. I love his, his little curls. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's oh, there's wet yeah. curls. I'm not going to say I wish I had hair. But. But. but damn. Yeah. That's <laughs> how you making it look like people hair, like. Hair is a big deal because uh, compare this to when Locke was doing the same thing a couple episodes back. And we're all like, oh, no. Walt, <laughs> yeah. Walt, don't talk to him. Yeah. You're making me feel a lot better about it. Uh, <laughs> Which, since we're on the subject of hair, I have wanted to bring this up that I, like I said, I am Go a on. continuity person. So Jin's hair, as far as I can tell, has been the only like person's hair that has grown like significantly. I think Michael's has as oh, well. All of their hair. Saeed's hair. Saeed's hair is really Shannon's short hair. In, the, in the flashbacks. But Michael's the, hair. Um, the only person's hair that has not grown, in my opinion, has been Jack's. It has remained yeah, Jack, as a buzz. Yeah, Jack's hair is a That's true. And it's annoying. Would you want him to have like a Bieber shag soon? Because well, that's what it would grow into, right? Well, no, I feel like it would It would look like Jin's hair. It would just be longer. He would look better too. Can you imagine? Jack with yeah. longer hair? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, if you go back and watch the first episode, like all their hair is so much shorter. It's like Sawyer's hair is well, way shorter. Well, even when they do like the flashbacks, um, like the montage scene at the end where they're just like kind of showing them in the plane, like getting on the plane. Jack looks exactly the same, like yeah. in terms of his hair, like length. Well, that, that's also a huge continuity error because the flashback episodes like Shannon's hair <clears throat> is longer when in the beginning of the season, her hair was much shorter. Same with Saeed and all of the. Well, yeah. actually, they did shorten Saeed's hair for the flashback. I think they, they did. Might have, they, I think in they the might airport. have tied it up. Yeah. yeah. But Sawyer's hair is just as long as it is currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a little bit of a continuity error. He, in this I could episode. say he trims it. Maybe. um. I know we know Claire, Claire trims Charlie's, Charlie's hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean that. I mean that could also be a thing. But I just am like. Could you get my bush? <laughs> <laughs> could you the, trim the that? Artist, you, the artist. You, you the did artist. that right when I took a drink of water. <laughs> um, anyway, Hoozle. Anyway, Claire's so happy. Everybody's happy. Uh, we get the Shannon hug, and she's like, "I love you like a brother." And then Charlie's got. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say to me. <laughs> so it's like, I'll take it. Charlie's got the heroin statue in his pack. 
Because there's always time to party Ooh. later. Charlie took some nummies. Dang, dang, dang. Back, he's just going to sell it. He's got an idea. That's yeah. all. Yo, Steve and or Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get high? Claire, uh, in the past, Claire's boarding the plane. As we get this beautiful montage, and we see Kate boarding the plane with the marshal. Uh, we see a glimpse of Sawyer angrily walking onto the plane. He's got that old school, like, short sleeve shirt over long sleeve shirt look. Yeah. I think people are trying to bring that back. I hope like so. Like a boss. Uh, Locke's sitting there. We see Jack. They meet eyes and do, like, the... the What's up? <laughs> no, they do the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Smile and nod. It's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jack, Charlie, Charlie, Saeed is sitting next to a racist dude. Yeah, because that dude. Well, wasn't does- that the marshal? Because remember, wasn't there? A, I thought this was a callback to initially when they were trying to figure out who. No, uh, it's, he sits next to a dead, different person. Oh. Saeed does. Yeah, because the marshal is sitting next by to Kate. Kate. Yeah. And well, because I thought they were trying to figure out who the criminal was. And they, I thought Sawyer or somebody had said, oh, Saeed, you were sitting in the back near the marshal. You might be he, near him. He, yeah, but the, the angle that they're in, Saeed's in the center row uh, of seats. Mm-hmm. The marshal and Kate were always on the, the, uh, the okay. window side. Gotcha. Um, I mean, he might be like on the other end of the aisle, but the way the shots yeah. look, they're looking the other way of where Kate and the marshal would be. Gotcha. And okay. we see Jen sitting there with his watch that he's got to deliver next to Sun. Uh, Michael, like... Buckles Walt's belt, mm-hmm. which is a nice touch, even though Walt's just angrily playing the Game Boy still. Um, Saeed's looking at a picture of Nadia. Uh, and then Shannon and Boone are together. It's It takes a long time to reveal Boone. He gives her her I, inhaler. I got to say, this little touch of him giving her an inhaler, it hit me a little bit. I think of all these little small snippets in this montage, that's the one we're like, oh. Yeah. Boom. Because they were just talking about in the previous episode of how, like, You'll appreciate what I do for you soon. Yeah, yeah. And so this yeah. is just kind of a callback to that. Like, he does, like, know what she needs and, like, is does care yeah. for her in that way. Yeah. And I like it. It's kind of a... Originally, the inhaler was a different character, too. So it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, let's bring the inhaler back. Uh, good touch, writers. Way to go. Well, we see uh, Hurley all super happy getting on. My favorite moment when he sees Walt and then get, gives him that thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, and the Spanish comic book is his. I don't know it's why. Hurley. Why yeah. didn't I fucking realize he's the only one there that speaks Spanish? I'm an idiot. Yeah. I. We see the polar bear on the back. Yeah. Well, and I kind of was just like, why hasn't Hurley acknowledged that that was his the whole time? But whatever. Hey, man, he you got my book, it. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then Arts is there. And uh, that this is when Locke he, and Jack he helps, meet eyes. Arts helps Claire put her luggage up, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, Arts is. I love oh, that moment. Nice. It's such a small thing. But uh, Claire, who's extremely severely pregnant is trying to get by a person who's like kind of being rude. And, uh, and then she kind of like rolls her eyes and pushes past. And I, I just thought it was a nice, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's what real life looks like, you know, like yeah. back in the present, they approach the open, the now open hatch. They move the door that's been blown off. And inside the big reveal we finally get to see is just an empty hole in a long ladder. <laughs> a long ladder. <laughs> That's the fucking end end. of the season. Boom. Season one. No others. Well, we get some others now. I feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. Now you know the other explosions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited to see people swimming, people shooting. Oh, no, Walt. Ah, what's Vincent doing? I don't know. What if Vincent saves Walt? Oh, he can sense that he's in trouble like Lassie and he starts swimming in the ocean. 
He's I'm snowing. coming, Walt. <laughs> it turns into like a um, Homeward Bound show. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's that scene where like Walt uh, 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 comes out over the horizon. Like, oh, Walt's back. Is Vincent coming back? And there's that pregnant pause where you think he's not. And then he limps across the horizon. <laughs> Yes, but Walt's voice or Vincent's voice is Werner Herzog. <laughs> I found the child in the hole <laughs> where he sustained himself on the daily intake of bugs and bread, <laughs> drinking only the dirty water they would throw down for him. Oh yes, God. yes. Much like the scraps we the people take from our capitalist overlords. <laughs> Amazing. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. It's the month of February, so you know what time it is. It's time to thank our patrons. Every single one of you that helps keep the lights on at Streaming Things, thank you so much. But we want to give a special shout out to our super patrons, and here they are. Thank you to Stanton Valentino, Maddlestat, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Ashley Hazen, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Will Tickler, Svento Seven, Jay Scramo, Blothpum, aka Ashley Ray, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Son, Loving, Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and of course, Enza. And with that, let's get back to the show. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Beach Please. Beach, 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 please. This is a bittersweet beach, please, because it's our last one for the season. Uh, uh, if you don't know, if you're watching the final finale of Lost, you don't know by now. Beach, please, the segment of the podcast where I give you a little bit of trivia, uh, uh, goofs, um, mistakes, continuity errors that we saw in the episode. We just watched Exodus part three or part two, depending on how you're watching it. Are you guys ready to dive in some tids Let's and bits? Do Let's it. do it. All right. Well, all the tids, all the bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so according to Damon Lindelof in an interview, he said that there was a planned flashback for Vincent the dog in this episode. Uh, it would show Vincent's experience at the airport. It was a sort of written as a tongue in cheek, sort of like, you know, longtime watchers of the show will appreciate this. 
but uh, the scene was actually spoiled by the press before it aired, or and so they just. Oh. I'm sorry, the the written scene was spoiled by the press before they even filmed it. So they decided that since it was spoiled, it wasn't an important enough thing to do, and so they just ended up not actually filming it because the press ruined it. Boo, TMZ, ah. boo. <laughs> the fourth pillar failed us that time, guys. Boo. Uh, it's, it's it's that time. In Beach Please, where we go talking about the numbers. The numbers. Hurley runs into his numbers constantly in this episode. Let's run down his experience. Hurley's hotel room number is 2342. When he gets the flat tire, the car speed drops from 42 to 16, then 15, then 8, then finally 4. Oh. The temperature display on his dash reads 23 degrees Celsius. Uh, when he runs, when, when he's running through the airport, he runs past a team of soccer players. The jersey numbers are 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. Uh, the man that he takes the scooter from is wearing a crazy eights hat, and he buys the scooter for $1,600. And then when he finally arrives to the gate for Ocean's, uh, Oceanic Flight 815, it's revealed that the gate is 23. So, he also walks by row 23 in the on the plane. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Actually, that's a, a continuity error, too, because if you pay attention to the, the rows they're in, they're just reshooting everyone's scenes in the same, in the row. same row. So <laughs> people are always shown in that. Yeah. Uh, also, when a number, yes. another, another number pops up when Michael says to Sawyer that they are how many miles away from shore? 15. 15. 15. Yep. 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 Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what song, what Bob Marley song Sawyer's singing? I thought he was singing Don't Worry About a Thing. I don't know if it was that <laughs> every, one. Every little thing is gonna be alright. <laughs> I don't think it's that one. No, it's Redemption Song is what he Redemption is singing. Redemption Song. Mm. Uh, apparently, according to, and I pulled this little Which tidbit off of. Which has 16 letters in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were there all along. No. According to Lossopedia, which is where I found this little tidbit, um, the lyrics of Redemption Song are prophetic towards Walt's situation. Old pirates, yes, they rob. I said I to the merchant ships. Uh, so, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so they'd be pirates. They, they'd be pirating. They'd be pirating. Um, so episodes 24 and 25 were released on the same at the, on the same day. So a lot of people sort of couldn't see these as one episode. In fact, the ranking list that we've been referencing this whole time considers them spots. as one episode. Where do you think 24 and 25 collectively fell on that ranking? Four. Four? Three. Three? The price is Rider. Ooh, it's two. Wow. It's ranked number two. Number two. Right behind the numbers. <laughs> so, well, it feels like a number two so compared Hurley's to... Is number one, huh? Yeah, Hurley's, yeah, numbers is, is the number one ranked one mm. according to that list interesting i don't agree but yeah. there you go uh this episode okay so 18.62 million american viewers watched part one of the three-part series live 20.71 million american viewers tuned in for part two so episodes 24 25 making this the most watched episode in the u.s since what episode the first one. Hearts and Minds, the Shannon and Boone fucking episode. Oh my god. <laughs> that was, that is the most, that was the highest rate, or uh, the most people watched Lost at that episode, which is hilarious to me. How did TV work back then to know that that's the, the show to tune into? Does that make sense? Yeah, they didn't know they were going to 
Then feel that. I'm, I'm curious about that. Unless it's like Why are people watching that live? So I forget the, the episode before the Shannon and Boone was a big like, oh, the hatch. I think that it was around that time. So I think people were tuning in to be like, oh, what was that thing was that the they, hatch? And they got they, that instead? But they, yeah, they got Shannon and Boone instead. <laughs> of course they did. That's one of my favorites. That's a good one. Oh shoot! My note is a little fucked up. I I did oh, not write Fooey. I did not write oh, the actor's full crap. name. Shoot, his last name is Gainey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy who plays the. Uh, we'll take the boy. Ah yes, the fisher- I know him. The fisherman. Yeah, is it? It's like TC Gainey or something. I don't it, know his name, but I when I saw his face, I was like, it's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the man. Yeah, the dude. Not the, the dude. The, the with guy. A capital D. I found a little excerpt where he says he found the fan reaction to his first appearance in the show. A little bit of a spoiler. Uh, quote, really tough because, quote, everywhere I went, people would just give me dirty looks and they were like, what are you going to do with that boy? Oh. <laughs> uh, but he noted he gra- uh, this gradually approved over time mm. as he stayed on the show. So mm. look forward to that guy more in season two. And... Uh, I want to bring up something. Uh, a lot of people have messaged me emails about this very specific thing. I have weighed whether to talk to you guys about it because in the moment when the show happened, it, it gets into spoiler territory for you guys. So I was abstaining from actually saying anything because a lot of people were writing and telling us we were wrong about something. Mm-hmm. We technically are but also technically are not wrong um and this is in reference to the episode where boone gets onto the plane and he gets on the radio and we hear the other person on the other side of the radio Mm -hmm. now a lot of people are messaging us saying like because at the time we were like oh the dude on the other side of the radio was saying there is no there are no survivors for flight 815 so what the guy And a lot of people were saying, like, you know, that's not what he says. He says a completely different thing. They are correct. However, the subtitles are the wrong thing. So if you listen to what the guy's saying, he is saying something completely different to what the subtitles are. Interesting. It's very different reads. However, what he's saying is close enough to what the subtitles say, where we all, I assume, watch these episodes with subtitles because it's easier to take notes on character names and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So if we were looking at the subtitles, oh, he said that. That's going to color your perception. Um, I And I don't know how to address it, but I wanted people to know that I am aware. I, I know that it, that was wrong, but technically you guys aren't wrong. So what is? do you want me to tell you what they really say, what the guy well, on the yeah. radio really says? Yeah. I think I just... I think I just figured some major shit out. Well, hold on. <laughs> what does he say? So the subtitles say there are no survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. What the guy on the radio actually is saying is, no, we are the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. Which is a which at the time, if you heard that correctly and didn't have subtitles ruining that interpretation for you, would be like, ooh. Another mystery. Why would that guy say he's the survivor of Oceanic Flight 815? Clearly, that's not someone else on the beach fucking with us, right? What does that mean? That's an interesting uh, mystery, right? But because Fuck the subtitles. Yeah, the sub- that just completely made yeah. me so confused. Yeah, and that's why in the moment, because the sub, you, because K- K- Kit, you specifically said, like, no, we are not, there are no survivors. If you're reading subtitles, that's 100% what the subtitles I say. I always have subtitles on when I'm yeah. taking notes for the show. And it's one of those things where if 
you know how like sometimes if you read a thing and hear a thing, what you read is what you pick up, not necessarily what you hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a situation like that. And so in the moment, I didn't correct you because I was like, ah, it's, it was a gray area for me. But uh, but so many people kept writing that into me. And I was like, OK, I'm going to address it on this episode. Huh. And so, yeah. So the radio says, no, we are the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. So what do you what do you guys think that means? Kit, you said you think you unlock. I don't want to say you don't want to say what if it's, it's well, two well, things can happen. I'm wrong and everybody's laughing at me, <laughs> <laughs> which is or not as important as man up. I'm right. Or you can and look. At- I ruined something for all of us by giving my shit confirmed and Madison. Well, you know, I'm not going to confirm whether I'm you're right or wrong. I'm like super confused by it. So like because now in my head, why was that not? I feel like if we would have known that at the time, it would have changed a lot of how I interpreted the others. I'm going to look at you while I say this. <laughs> okay. Steve's actually really good at poker facing, but just in case. Okay. It doesn't tunnel, matter. Tunnel vision, it, yeah. Because believe it or not, I've made it this far in life with only hearing Hatch and Smoke Monster. Like, I didn't know Michelle Rodriguez was in this. I didn't even fucking process that Evangeline Lilly was in this. So I, I know nothing about this show. All I know... People generally do not like how it ends mm-hmm. um, for various reasons that I'm unaware of and don't really matter to me. <clears throat> but what I have been picking up over the last six episodes or so is let's put together what we know. I love this. <laughs> I love this. John's legs work. They don't actually work in real life. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're on a area of the world where there are magical things going on. But more likely, a plane of existence plane where things like that don't matter or apply. Right. Mm. We've got smoke monsters. We've got security or guardians. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone on this island has committed a major sin of some kind. Right. Most of them like really bad cardinal ones, even Mm -hmm. like a murder. I think Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting. And then Steve saying being very pointed about the radio thing just click something for me that what the guy is trying to say is that the people on that flight you're saying you are are confirmed to not be alive like not only are they're not missing nobody's looking for you because you're not missing like we have the bodies meaning like they're all dead so then who's saying that I don't know. Who's saying we are the survivors? Yeah. The people that did survive. The people that are not everyone that's on the island. Oh, so you're saying the 40 people that are on the beach are the dead ones I, and everyone else is alive? It, well, you didn't tell me what the actual quote was when I thought I could reveal that, right? So we're the survivors does not confirm what I'm saying as much as there are no survivors because there are no survivors. I guess be like, we know that just nobody me. So let me. Let me just clarify. So the subtitles say... There are no survivors of Oceanic Correct, Flight. But the quote, the quote is, is, we are. No, we are the survivors of 815 person so, speaking. I'm just getting some kind of hint that th- where they're at is dead. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, I think that where uh, they are, ish. I think that the island itself is a special place that isn't a part of the real world. I think that there is some like a Bermuda Triangle-esque place that isn't a part because in my head, the 
no, we're the survivors to me is a time loop mm-hmm. thing. That is my only explanation. Like they were talking at, to at, themselves at this very moment. Boone yes. was on the other end or of that. Or like a future self. And it makes sense because Boone's dead in the future. So it's like an alternate timeline Boone who did not bang his sister. <laughs> who didn't, yeah. Who would be disgusted by that. Ew. And I'm Shannon. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, 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 I see what you're saying and I, and I believe what you're saying to be, I I'm feeding into that idea as well. I think but it's confusing. Cause how do people die if they're already dead? Cause there are characters that die, right? What is dead may never die. Exactly. <laughs> um, which I could, the only reason I say that is cause I have context clues of the ending being disappointing. And that's a terrible end to this show because that's the, it's, they teach you in high school. Like if I get to the end of your short story, little Jimmy, and it's, we were, it was all a dream. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That's what the teacher says. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's a dream. I no, definitely think like, it's like a version of that. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting how that tidbit that we mistook so like, cause that was what? Episode? Yeah, that's massive. That, yeah, that was like a massive piece that I ne- like, didn't even realize. Hunt down the subtitle writers. I know what the fuck. That's like yeah, they, major they difference. Sometimes you can tell they're paid like hourly and just don't like if but, you like, watch like that a would literally movie. be a mistake I make or or <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Fuck with them. Let me just change this up a little bit. <laughs> Something like, um, like but, fan fiction. Uh, OK, that was a very interesting tidbit to learn. Yeah. Now. Beach, beach, please. Beach, beach please. please. Is that all the beach, please? Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Which brings us to our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the final episode of season one. Madison, what is number three? My number three is uh, remove the towel and <laughs> the scene where... <laughs> All the shit you gave me for thirsting after Kate. Uh, all is when uh, Charlie is, you know, gets hit by the rock and Saeed has to put the gunpowder on his head. Um, I feel like my number three always consists of just like not a goofy moment, but a non-serious like moment. That's where the fun sneaks in. Yeah, the yeah. fun sneaks in at number three. And uh, it was, yeah, I just, I thought it was, it was kind of crazy of a thing for them to do like just randomly uh but i was like you know what i get it it's an intense moment they're on a mission they got to do what they got to do charlie's dedicated whatever um and then just the pure absurdity of like putting gunpowder on someone's face and then fucking lighting it on fire right near their eyeball is wild to me so that's that's my and number the three. flash when it cuts it right before yeah. it cuts away and then <laughs> and charlie's like ah, ah. <laughs> we all everybody what ah. if he sang it <laughs> Drive, Jeff! <laughs> uh, anyway. Heroin! Heroin! I need that right now. <laughs> that, you, that would have helped. <laughs> Hold on. Saeed, before you do this, look away. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> I need my nummies. Steve, what about you? Uh, my number three is just the sort of um, plane retrospective at the end where we see all the characters getting on mm. the plane that is, you know, this 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 journey that is destined to be uh, uh, fateful, right? Uh, it's just a nice sort of reminder of where these characters are, where they're going, how much has changed. And, and, what was that? What? Where are they going? What? Where are they been? Where are they been? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is their Forrest Gump moment, That's right? right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just that that piano. Anytime they use that sort of piano, sad like remember song that they like to play mm-hmm. a lot, uh, it, it it gets me. It gets me. So yeah, that's my number three. Kit. I like that scene. 
<laughs> it was it's uh what is it bella's ballad or something it's the twilight song oh. um i don't take that out I, <laughs> my number three is the same as uh madison's at the gunpowder nice. i really like the gunpowder nice. scene uh i thought it was super well done it's like it's it's kind of sort of levity but it's also pretty intense mm-hmm. uh love me some saeed being used in the, like all right bitch you want me to all right i got a, i got a thing i can do I can force choke you again. <laughs> Charlie's like, oh, please. Charlie's been choked. I don't think he likes that. Oh, fair. He was hung. Uh, he was hanged. Excuse me. I don't know if he's hung or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Claire will find out. I don't know. She's mm. not giving me the vibes that she wants that. But mm. uh, but yeah, that's my. we agree on that. Madison, you're number two. Uh, my number two is uh, the moment with Michael and Jen. Uh, Michael acknowledging the phonetically written... Mm. Uh, notebook that son has given uh, Jin to help him speak English on the boat. Um, and just this camaraderie of like acknowledging kind of how far their friendship slash relationship has come where, you know, they used to hate each other's guts, like fought each other. And now they are sparking on this journey uh, to save everybody and they have their own language. I just thought it was a very touching moment and then followed up by uh Jin, Michael giving Jin the watch and then Jin giving it back to Michael saying like, no, like you, you, you take this. Uh, it was a very sweet moment between the two of them. Agreed. Agreed. Steve. That's my number two as well. <laughs> Everything you just said, like uh, Jin and Michael are two of my like dark horse favorite characters on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. If like there's no lock being prophetic lock currently, like I can always count on Michael or Jin to kind of swoop in and be bros like mm-hmm. I, I love those characters so much kit what about you number two that's my moment as well <gasps> we all everybody we all everybody jen giving michael the watch nice wonderful moment uh very nice. good bow on a, a good symbol for their how far their relationship has come you know mm-hmm. very, very economical writing mm-hmm. chef's kiss mm-hmm. um Madison, your favorite moment of the finale is what? Uh, my favorite moment of the episode was Steve's number three, which was the end montage. Another mystery I love, of the island I love a good uh, wrap it all up at the end, kind of uh, going back to be- the beginning at the end. Where they gone? Um, exactly. <laughs> Where they been? <laughs> Where they been? Um, I, I liked, you know the juxtaposition of like seeing these characters where they are and like how far that they've come um, to be placed next to where their characters were at the very beginning. Um, it's just, that's a very favorite thing that, um, it's just a, a thing that I enjoy in writing where they just reflect on the beginning at the end. Um, and you know, you had the moment with Shannon and Boone, which was a very touching moment. And then, um, yeah, no, I just thought it was very good. Good scene. Steve. Steve. My number one sounds like it might not be very well liked among everyone else, but I like this moment because of how important it is to the show. It was because I know where the show is going. I know where it's being. <laughs> uh, it was just kind of nice to revisit this moment again because I, I, I didn't have too much of a, I didn't remember it as well as I should have probably. So just being able to revisit it was just Walt's abduction. Mm. Um, mm. I do love how it goes from being this happy, joyous, like, yay, uh, we are saved to immediately we're going to have to take the boy like that is such a whew, right turn to 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 Downersville. <laughs> when that voice says we're going to have to take the boy, you know, it's not going to be a good day. And uh, yeah, we get to it really upends the whole like we're being saved. What's going to happen to Walt? What's going to happen to the three people floating out in the sea? 
you know, it, it's a good sort of, this is the type of like season finale thing that I like about this episode specifically. I think the, where those characters end at the end of the season is very, there's, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger, but enough of a, Ooh, what just happened? What just happened? Right. Yeah, I'm so weirded out about where like creepy guys fit into all my, <laughs> what I, what I feel like is going on, you know? <laughs> They're this, uh, cause I can see smoke monsters of- being like there to make sure you don't leave. Cause you, you bad man and you dead and you belong here now. Mm-hmm. But like, well, we also got rapey guys that hang out just cause it's part of the hell part, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, like, the, maybe those are the people that like, you know, we're already in hell, right? I don't know. Like first time, <laughs> first time plane crashing. That's cute. I'm, we're going to need the dog. Uh, the, the place. Yeah. What for, did Vincent do? For Beetlejuice. What, what if they were like, we're going to need the good boy. Where's, where's that dog? Oh, Is you left dog? him at the beach. Dang it. <laughs> well, right, I'm going to well, blow you up anyway. Yeah. We'll just take the annoying one. Hmm? Yeah. He's the dog whisperer. The dog whisperer. <laughs> um, What's your number one, bud? My number one, I think I had the same as, as Madison, every single one. Uh, the the boarding montage. We all, everybody. Psh, we too, everybody. Uh, specifically, Hurley's thumbs up to Walt because <laughs> it's so f- ironic because he's like fucking crush to do we're gonna have a great time (laughs) you know um but i'm so curious i I really do want to watch more of this show immediately uh michelle rodriguez what's going on there uh (laughs) like there's gonna be more characters there's gonna be more because this is where walking dead kind of it's reminding me more and more of that i know that's sacrilegious to most people probably but like when they run into like the governor and that whole other faction and things kind of just get drastically different Mm -hmm. it's no longer just Zombies and cop guy and buddies, you know, it's like people are the real monster or whatever. <laughs> and now it's kind of cooking up that way mm-hmm. uh, on the island. It's no longer how we're going to survive the island or get off the island. It's we got hillbillies. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> oh, man, guys, we ship. We, we crash landed in Florida. Crikey. <laughs> exactly. Crikey, look at him over there. <laughs> Shannon. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He's like so gross. It's like kind of cute. I kind of want to slum it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's my number one, which brings us to the passenger princess nomination for the finale, which is interesting. I haven't even picked mine yet. Wow. This was Uh, tough. I think I got to go with, with daddy. Uh, Daddy. Who's daddy. You'll, it's disappointing. The answer, uh, Madison. <laughs> Mine is Aaron the baby. No, I'm <laughs> um, I chose uh, Hurley, Jorge Garcia. Ooh, very nice. Um, I think the the montage scene where he is going through the airport. I mean, he just always brings this energy of like goofiness, but also uh, like you're. He's such a relatable character, and I feel like in this instance, it's just like one thing after another keeps happening to him. It was a very prominent scene that kind of set up like. The irony of him getting on the plane and then just kind of feeding into the, him seeing the numbers on the hatch, um, which, you know, leads to this big, you know, explosion and, you know, stuff like that. So I think he he was a very prominent character this episode. Um, and that's why he's my passenger princess. Interesting. I really like that. I think that's the answer, <laughs> but it's not mine. Oh. But I think it's the best answer. Mm. Steve, what about you, though? You could change my mind. So my pick for Passenger Princess might surprise some of you guys. I just am a huge fan of this actor in general. This character is always fun. And I think this is a, a great showcase for them in, in, in an episode where a lot of people are doing a lot of a lot of stuff. But I'm going to give it to Harold Perrineau, who plays Michael, 
uh, just because like he was on my list as well. Was he? Mm-hmm. He was my number two. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of like him being like the leader of the boat boys. And um, is, is this the episode where he had where he, where he and Walt are on the where he teaches Walt how to do the rudder? Was that the last episode? I think that was the last, last episode. Okay. Well, him like talking to Jen and all that stuff. And then even when they're like, like, what do we do? There's a, there's a ping on the radar. Do mm-hmm. I watch the flare? I don't know, man. There's the last flare. And he, he has that line was like, God, I hope we're right. Like mm-hmm. I really felt his anxiety. And then just him going from this high of being rescued to wait, what are you guys doing? And then obviously his, his crying like, Walt. you know, that's, I, you know, I, I just really like that character. I love that actor's energy. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to give it to Harold one last time. Give it to old Harry. One last time. First season one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to, excuse me. Oh, I got choked up thinking about it. I think I got to give it to Terry O'Quinn uh, one last time. Terry. I, Terry. He's, he's just my guy. I, I think that the, it's such an interesting dynamic with, you know, you think Jack's the main character and then you realize he's annoying and then Sawyer's the main character kind of. And then like Locke's always this Omega man hovering around the entire show. <laughs> um, and he has some really interesting character turns in this episode specifically where he mm-hmm. puts a beloved character in harm's way and he his faith is shaken and then stronger than ever. And uh, I think the future of the show heavily depends on Locke. Uh, you asked earlier about some of our kind of predictions for the rest of the show. I think uh, splitting into two camps, uh, not just the others and our guys, but our guys splitting into two camps, you know, one mm. team following Jack and one team following Locke mm. is the future, at least for season two is what I expect a lot of. So I can see that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Terry O'Quinn, but I love your choices. And that's the end of that. I've got Lost. something special <gasps> for you guys in terms of Passenger Princess. <laughs> oh, Stats. yeah. Stats McSteve. Stats McSteve. Stats McSteve's <laughs> coming in Stats McSteve. I have gone and crunched the numbers. Numbers. The numbers. We're about to talk about them. Numbers. Uh, do you guys want to know some fun facts about our Passenger Princess statistics? Please. Yes. Okay, let me look. Let me Beach, look here because I've I've been updating them live with the last couple episodes we've been oh. reviewing. So I had mm-hmm. them all laid out. Let me just see if anything's changed. So, it, do you want to know who has won the most passenger princesses? Can I guess? You can absolutely. I want to say it's Terry O'Quinn. You would be correct, yeah. including Kit's uh, win oh, today. Was that the tiebreaker? Terry O'Quinn. It, actually, it was a tiebreaker. Uh, it was close. So Terry O'Quinn has one passenger princess 10 times uh, this season. Meaning from, one of the, like, like each of our v- votes is a vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of us has given it to Terry O'Quinn 10 times. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, do you want to know who the second place person was? This one might be harder for you guys to guess. I don't know guess. who it would be. Because um, it's actually kind of surprising. I'm going to say Josh Holloway. It is Josh Holloway. Wow, I'm so good. With nine. So yesterday, Josh Holloway wasn't second at all. He was like tied for fourth, but we gave him a we all everybody Ooh. last episode. Uh-huh. He got three points. That shot him up to number to nine points. That means I almost gave it to him two. again. That would have been funny. He would have been the winner. He would have. Oh. Wiener, wiener, chi- but wiener, I think jo- uh, Terry Quinn is more representative of how we all felt. Wiener, wiener, chicken, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to know who everybody voted for the most? Like each of us? Yeah. Like, I think mine's Terry O'Quinn. You 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 were tied with, with Terry Terry Quinn and Josh Holloway. You oh. were both giving it to them four times each. 
Okay. Yeah, you have. Madison has a three-way tie. <laughs> you have given it, given it to Terry O'Quinn, Matthew Fox, and Josh Holloway three times each. Mm. My clear winner with four times is Evangeline Lilly. My dude. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm the one. I'm, everyone's standing Evangeline Lilly over there. Yeah, on that side of the table. The I'm the one actually giving her points. You're all right? right. You're right. Uh, and uh, we so over the course of the entire run of our uh, season one coverage, uh, there have been 10 We All Everybody Passenger Princess segments, two of which, though, only featured Kit and I. So mm. if we don't want to count the uh. two where it's just two hosts, it's actually eight. Uh, Terry O'Quinn got two We All Everybody's. Matthew Fox got one. Emily de Ravine, Ravine got one. Harold Perrineau got one. Dominic Monaghan got one. Josh Holloway got two, nice. including last episodes. Uh, and then the, the 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 two that Kit and I gave uh, We All Everybody to, and it was just the two of us hosting, was Naveen Andrews and Evangeline Lilly. Um, and then if you guys want to kind of break it down even more, I can tell you how many times everybody's won one. Sure. A little trip down memory lane. We mentioned uh, Locke, Terry O'Quinn got 10 votes. Evangeline Lilly got seven votes, four of which were mine, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Fox got six. Dominic Monaghan, six. Josh Holloway, six. Naveen Andrews got five. Harold Perrineau got uh, five. Um, Daniel Day Kim at four, Yunjin Kim at three, Jorge Gar- Garcia at four, Emily DeRiven uh three. I will say it was just her one episode. Yeah. We gave her a we all ev- yeah. we all everybody. So that's where all of her points come from. Ian Summerholder got two points. And then from there, it's a little interesting. Uh L. Scott Caldwell, who plays Rose, Kit gave her that. Uh-huh. And Andrea Gabriel, who plays Nadia, also a kit. You're welcome. Uh, Mira Furlon, who plays Danielle, was a vote I gave her. And I also gave a vote to Nick Tate, the farmer who turned Kate in from Tabula Rasa. He got one from me. Nice. For the 23 grand? For the 23 grand, yep. So, yeah, we all, everybody, that has been the history of season one's passenger princesses. I thought that would be fun to sort of revisit how we we voted. Yeah. Are there any mysteries we need to add or solve? For lost and found at one final time. I feel like yes. Who are the weird Fisher people? Well, yeah. Like what? What's going on? Yeah, what is going um, on there? What? Why do they want Walt? Yeah. Why, why do, do they, they want, want Walt? Walt? Sure. Uh, why do they want the special boy? <laughs> special boy. Special good boy. Uh, anything I, solved? We, we still have to like figure out what's in that hatch. I don't think we've solved what's in the hatch. I don't think that's fair to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. um as I I I I don't know if there's anything else. Exactly, honestly. that's what makes it such a weird finale. Is nothing was solved. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything with Danielle? <sighs> uh, we no. already know they took her kid, and she kind of says like, "Hey, I took Aaron because I was trying to get my kid back." Yeah. Um, well, why don't you read through the mysteries? Yeah, let's let's go through the mysteries one last time. What is the monster? Can we, oh, should, like we smoke. Can. We can we can add smoke we can uh, we can edit that to what is the black smoke monster? Yeah, black smoke monster. What happened to the plane? Uh, why is there a? Pair? Oh, you calling it the black smoke monster is changes things because that that implies that they set that fire to like unleash the beast. Oh, the, the pillar of smoke is that? Yeah, your kind to? of. Hmm. I mean, that, make, that connects it more. Yeah, because huh. it's kind of a gray smoke monster in my reckoning, and yet there's still a part of me that believes not to like just dive back into the coverage but there's still a part of me that believes that danielle just lit that and like had it as a hoax to get the baby 
You just really don't trust French people. I guess not. <laughs> oh, we get but it. I didn't anyway, know we toasted the anyway. show with Enza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what happened to the plane? Why is there a polar? Why are, why are there polar bears on the island? We, did we answer that? No, we haven't answered why they're there. No, we we kind of think Walt can manifest it. it. The show implied that. Sure, but did he manifest that bird, or did the bird was the bird just attracted to him because he was thinking about the bird? I get there's a slight difference between those two things. Yeah. We'll leave it there since you have more knowledge than me. Yes. <laughs> Where are they? Uh, what are Kate's crimes? We don't know what her impetus crimes are, why she originally is on the run. We know she got yeah. Tom killed, but we don't know why she was on the run to begin with. Yeah. It wasn't the bank robbery. That was after she was already on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did the monster spare Locke? We do have why is Locke so secretive? I think we can probably get rid of that one because he didn't think everybody was ready is yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. I think, the general yeah. idea. Uh, we do have what's Jack's deal, professional and personal. <laughs> I think we can, we can probably get rid of, of, that, one rid of that one too. Yeah, daddy issues. That's his deal. Yeah. Professional and personal. I am curious what Jack's cr- crime is. Like what? Why is I don't he think it's worth writing down. Penance? I just I don't know. Yeah. Like what did he he didn't do anything wrong. He, he told on his dad like he was supposed to. He stood mm-hmm. up for that. He Maybe did. we just He's don't divorced. know. Why do you get divorced? Maybe oh. that's why. Maybe. Maybe he cheated. Ooh, that's mm. that snake. Stinker. <laughs> that stinker. Why can John Locke walk again? Where are the hairbrushes? That's, I think, the biggest mystery we have. <laughs> I think that needs to stay. Yeah. We're keeping that for sure. Where is Jack's father's body? I'm just going to uh, I'm gonna edit this to where is Christian's body because we know his name now. Mm-hmm. And Jack's father's body is just a mouthful. Jack's father's body is Jack's a mouthful, you know body. what I'm saying? Uh, who were the dead people in the caves? Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. yeah there were skellies in there. Yeah. Uh, who were the others? Probably the slaves that got out of that ship. Mm, maybe. <clears throat> the Black Rock. What took the French people? Like the illness that took them? Sure. Mm-hmm. Where's Alex, Danielle's child? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, what is that cable Saeed was following? Or what? Yeah, what is that cable for? Yeah. Why does Ethan slash the others want Claire's baby? Or just want children. Let's yeah, seem to want children. Let's, let's do, yeah, let's edit that to why do they Which want another children? another Game of Thrones thing. Like the others always take Craster's babies. Mm-hmm. And just, I, got, I got to stress that those books were published when this was written. <laughs> this is, yeah, that, you are right. You are right. Who is Ethan? Uh, what's up with that psychic? Mm-hmm. You know, Claire's psychic. Like what was his deal? Do we want to... Or like, why was he? Why did he why seem is to he know? So intuitive? Yeah. Why does he know that everything's so bad? Oh, well, I mean, now we know that there's just supernatural stuff in this universe. I mean, I don't Willy know Millie. if that will ever get answered. Should if I take I, it off? What do you keep think? it on? What do you think? I think we don't need to. I don't think that's a mystery that I care about at all. I think I just have to assume that the writers threw in a psychic for her episode because. Okay. Walt has powers and Hurley has some mystical stuff going on with the numbers. Yeah, that's fair. If you think in your recollection, the psychic comes back again for more deep Claire stuff. I think we could get rid of it. Okay. 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 I think it, it probably does come back, but it's not an important thing. Okay. Yeah. It's not like it. Oh my God. The psychic was behind it all along. Oh right. my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. He What's paid it? the actors. Jack cheated on his wife with the psychic. Oh no. <gasps> oh no. Well, that re- he's a real dog of a bloke. Uh, <laughs> what's in the hatch? Yeah. What happened to that Charlie stays. with Ethan? Why was he comatose? Hmm? What yeah. does 
what does the French translation mean? We can get rid of that. We could, Ooh. right? We could have gotten rid of that one a long time ago, right? Because they translated yeah. it into, I forget exactly what, but they did translate that. Did, did Danielle attack Claire? Oh, that's that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Claire kind of remembers. Yeah, what's going on with the scratches? That needs to be added. Yeah. That we added last Just time. Just scratches, Attack question mark. Claire. Scratches. Scratches. Cat scratch, scratch fever. <laughs> uh, we know what Kate's plane is. We can take that off. That's the toy that. Uh, Tom's toy. Tom's, Tommy's, Tommy's toy. toy. What's Walt's power? What exactly happened to Claire and how did she escape? The numbers. Just in general. Where, what do they mean? Where did Rousseau move? We were very we, we were very concerned that she blew up her house. Like, where's she going? Where's she living? I feel like we can get rid of that. You want to get rid of that one? I mean, I'm, it's, I'm okay it's, with that one. Yeah. It's not as serious as where the hairbrushes Yeah. Are. Yeah, that's very serious. We need to know that one. Uh, what is Hurley's relationship with the mental institution? Hmm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep that. Uh, who picked up on Boone's radio transmission? Very important. Let's 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 change that to who's on the other side of Boone's radio transition. Welcome to wait. Hello the other to side. the other side. <laughs> Bring up some Adele. What do they want with Walt? And did Daniel attack Claire? Scratches. Yep. So that that is the the end of the season. Those are our lost and found. The mysteries that have yet to be resolved. My, the mysteries of the island that have yet to be revealed. Yes. Thank mm. thank you. It's we need to put that on the board too. And whenever we solve one, another mystery of the island revealed. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now we have some questions from our patrons as to our coverage for Lost and some extra stuff they can ask us. Steve, you got them, don't you? Yeah, I solicited a bunch of the people in our they Discord. They wrote them in a bottle. They wrote them in a bottle. Sawyer did read them ahead of time, just giving you a heads up. He's mm -hmm. he's that's just how he be. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he's a cretin. He's a cretin. I solicited the Discord for questions. You can become a member of the Streaming Things Discord by signing up a Patreon at the appropriate tier. Our first question comes in from John. Not John Locke, just Hi, John. John. Uh, John says, I have two questions, both around Vincent the dog. Hmm. Number one, how has Vincent remained such a thick boy? <laughs> that that dog eating good. He's yeah, eating lots he of nanners and Lord knows what. Boar. Ah. Yeah, he's... That's why the boar, not as much boar recently. That's but. why the boar yeah. have gone missing. It's just, <laughs> just <laughs> taking them down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every day, Walt's like, "Oh, Vincent's back," and it's just like a bloody, gory dog. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Number two, how does Vincent look like he just got back from the groomers every day that he's been living on this deserted island? I mean, they all look very, very well bathed and groomed. well put together. I think Claire's. Giving him a snip, just like like when Charlie's I mean, done, she yeah. she gets Vinny. I think it's just the movie magic of the situation. Yeah. 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 Like I Well, actually, so my dog Ellie, you know Ellie. She I know Ellie. she hates people. She's by uh, my feet. I've never taken her to a groomer hmm. because her hair does not grow. And I think it grows out of her sheer will to not go to the groomers. That's fair. Because I told fair. her once, like, if you grow hair, I'm taking you to groomers. And she was like, nope. Suck it all back She's in. She's willing it to not, to not grow. Yeah. By sheer force of will, you, you'd be amazed what animals can do. John does continue. He writes, also as a side note, and I don't want to influence this, but the episode where the raft leaves the island and Vincent swims after Walt, Madison the dog is my passenger princess. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, John is nominating. I'm going to put that on the passenger princess. You should. Board. Do it. One point. John, one point from John for Madison the dog. <laughs> The our, dog. The dog. Our next question comes from E. Scramo, one of the legendary Scramo sisters. 
Uh, she writes, hey, Steve, potential lost question. If you had to choose two characters from Lost to be trapped on the island with, who would you choose to explore your hatch and why? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You didn't know you didn't uh, you didn't expect the, the question mm-hmm. to end like that, did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I was going to take it. <laughs> I mean, the Scrabo sisters know. They, they, know. they, they know. That's why they love the show. They real yeah. ones. We got a bunch of weirdos in the Discord, and I love it. I'm going to say the obvious, Kate. And? Now, should I be practical? Is there somebody that would help me survive? I mean, you're trapped on an I island. What are you going to do? Immediately. Immediately? hmm I'm going to have to get... Can I choose Michelle Rodriguez's character, Ana Lucia? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. I mean, it's I'm our show. We can Kate. do whatever we want. She's I'm not Kate. In, the, in this very moment. She's canon dead right now. So Kate and Sawyer, mm. Kate and Sawyer, Josh Holloway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would want to have that. I don't know if I want that they're, either. They're going to be all over each other, and it's going to be like, guys, I think we they would hang out with me. Third wheel and over there. You two, what you're going to do? I chose what I chose. <laughs> okay, all right. I like to read. He's you're, got all the aspirins and lotions and stuff. You're going to be the one coming up from behind uh, Sawyer, like rubbing your hands on that coconut oil. Like, here's all right, what you don't know. Ready to get oiled up, buddy. Sawyer's lonely, right? You see it in his eyes. I'm going to warm right up to him. You can fix it. Kate's not going to be able to get in there. We're going to (laughs) be thick as thieves. Thick as thieves, as you would say. Thick as thieves. (laughs) We would let her in, though. Mm. Madison. Madison. Mine is Kate and uh, Saeed immediately. Mm. Ooh, stupid, sexy Saeed. Because I feel like the dynamic there, I feel like I could work with both of them pretty well and both of them could work really well. Like, I just feel like the I dynamic, I feel like the dynamic would be, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the dynamic would be very, we'd be very proactive group, but we'd also be very like active chill. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, and they're very beautiful people to look at. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Why well, I, th- I, we have to be cognizant when we're choosing our, our people here that they're exploring our hatches with us. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to be open and, you know, share everything with them if they're going to be exploring hatches with mm-hmm. each other. It's true. Uh, that's why I'm also going to pick Saeed because not only damn. Yeah. But bro's a survivor and he will help me survive. Oh, yeah. on I'm that a track. survivor. I'm not, <laughs> not going to give up. <laughs> and then I think uh, out of everybody else, I think I'm going to go with uh, Boone. Okay. I just need a yes man to follow me around. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like when Said and I are like, when Said's like, hey, let's go reveal some mysteries of the island. I'd be like, <laughs> Boone, light us a fire and make us dinner. And he'd be like, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's a good, good question. Choices. I like that. Next question comes from Parma Dad. Parma, da- Parma Dad asks During episode 10, Whoa. Steve points out a plot hole. <laughs> created by Hurley's Island Census in that Ethan isn't the only person whose name isn't on the flight manifest since Sawyer is lying about his true identity as well. Mm. My theory is that this happened because Sawyer was originally supposed to be revealed as the interloper of the group, but the showrunners changed their minds mid-production, possibly liking the character or Josh Holloway's performance. It explains why a randomly added character in Ethan was revealed as having not been on the plane. Uh, whereas a more established character would have had a bigger impact and having already been on the island further explains Sawyer's hoarding. What do you guys think? So do you think that there's a possibility that Sawyer's original uh, interpretation That's just completely his theory? It's not known for sure that they're yeah, that's writer's just intention. That's just his theory. Interesting. I think it's more likely that they fucked up. I think that's more. 
more valid. Because creators of TV and films don't always care uh, if they fuck up. It's like a, as somebody who has created things, sometimes you're like, nobody's going to notice or that's not as important. Uh, when I interviewed Robert Rodriguez, I think I've told this story before, but he said, Madison, cover your ears. Continuity, schmontinuity mm. is a direct quote from Robert Rodriguez. He's like, it literally doesn't matter as much as telling the story you want to tell. Bunch of fucking nerds worry about that stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting, Robert Rodriguez. Um, but he's not like an Oscar winning director or anything, but mm. he's, True. Made, he's made some movies I really like. Yeah. yeah. Spy Kids. Um, <laughs> Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Desperado. Anybody? Mm, I love that one. Half of From, from Dust Till Dawn. Anybody? <laughs> that half, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's my theory is that they, they messed up. You know, and weren't super concerned about people noticing. Yeah, I don't know if they necessarily... I feel like the intention with Sawyer post-episode post, post episode 10, I mean, has been very... Uh, I don't know, it's just hard for me to see him as the, the Ethan character in this regard, mm -hmm. personally. I do agree that the Ethan reveal would have been way better if they had had Ethan just that character yeah. be a bigger presence. Like so like the turn yeah. would have been like, Oh my gosh, what? Mm. Well, that's nuts. Like that would have been really much more impactful. But I, I agree with you, uh, Kit, that this was just a, a mistake. Cause this is a show that has so many goddamn mysteries floating around in it and a ton of characters. So I can see where easily you could like write yourself into a corner. And then like, as you're on set uh, filming the episode, you're like, Oh shit. Sawyer's a fake name. Uh fuck. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Especially when some of these episodes are being written and released in different orders that they were originally intended to. We've talked about that a couple times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I could I, see them not even realizing that. Yeah. That he's using a fake name and he wouldn't be on the manifest. Well, there's you know? just so many I don't want to say cooks in the kitchen because I do feel like there is a I, I'm not as familiar with the writing process for like TV, but I can imagine that there's so many moving parts that it's hard for people to focus on those tiny details enough to where it like is it makes sense like chronologically or anything like that. Like I can understand the mess ups for this type of for TV in this way coming out in 2004, a quick turnaround with episodes. Like I get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not even a mess up. It's a, a, a pivot, yeah. you know, they can, cause they're writing the season as it's coming out. Yeah. And so back then, and you would literally just go in different directions when people, oh, the reviews for episode 13 are in. They fucking hated that. Yeah. We're not doing yeah. that anymore. You know, um, that happens all the time. Yeah. And there's, and you can imagine a world where they can also hand wave away. We're like, well, Sawyer's a con man. Of course, he's not going to put his real he name on a manifest. manifest. It's going to be James Sawyer or something. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, but yeah. Wow. I think you, I don't think you can get away with that unless you have a fake passport, but maybe. But maybe who, who knows? I mean, uh, the, 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 uh, Robert Patrick could have given him a fake mm -hmm. <laughs> fast forward. True, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from Anza. Anza. Unfortunately, it is written in Belgish. Yeah. So. I can't read it. Mm. Mm. Uh, she speaks Belgish. No. <laughs> Belgish. She goes, okay, I've got a question for you all. If you haven't recorded yet, what is the mystery you were most invested in and what is the one you could have gone without? So what mystery had you, it like hooked you, you kept you watching and which one were you like, I don't give a shit about this mystery at all. Let's get it over with. Those are my words, not hers. Uh, I'm really into the hatch, right? Yeah, you are. I really need to know what's in that. I don't care about the supernatural stuff. 
I wish it wasn't huh. there. Sometimes. Special Boy Walt. Walt specifically. Why do you have powers? Uh, but even smoke monsters, none of that stuff. Okay. All right. Madison? I feel like I'm now re- realizing that I really don't care about the hatch. That might be <gasps> kind of an unpopular opinion. Wow. But to I'm me, I just, I just am kind of like, I'm more invested in like the people before. I'm more invested in Russo. I'm more invested in like that. Because to me, that's kind of just the origins of like the that's going to be the origins of like the the conflict that they're going to meet in season two, season three, whatever, maybe not. Um, but I guess just the origin of the Island, like what is the Island? So I guess to flip flop, I am more interested in like the supernatural element. What if they're like, all in the hatch, bitch? Well, then you're going to feel <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Um, down here. But I guess just like, I, I think it's just the obsession with like this one thing. And like, this is like, this mm. one thing is like the answer to like, this will solve like the obsession and like whatever. I don't know. I'm just kind of like me, me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's a more unpopular opinion thing to be obsessed over. I also, uh, I'm trying to think of other like mysteries that I didn't really care for. Um, I, I guess I was invested when Claire was taken. I was like, Oh shit. Like what do they do to her? What do they want with the baby? Mm-hmm. The baby. Yeah. I gotta say, so the the Claire of it all, the mystery behind like uh, why they take Claire, what happened to Claire, that's the that's actually the mystery I'm the least interested in. Oh, yeah. um, just because that's also I feel like the most poorly handled mystery so mm-hmm. far in the series. Because I mean, that was when like uh, Ethan took her; uh, he's dead now. Yeah, uh, we're not gonna talk about it. And that's the like to me that kind of the way they're presenting that story is kind of annoying and turns me off. But like I'm mm-hmm. I'm super into what that hatch is. I'm super into like, what is the deal with this island? What is that black smoke monsters deal? Yeah. Uh, those are the the mysteries that I'm super into. Our last question, and this is a good segue into something uh, I know we want to talk about. Uh, Bluffpum writes, just begging, just begging them to give me some updates on their lost viewing experience in future pod episodes. Doesn't need to be a full episode. I just need to know how happy or frustrated they are as the show goes on. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think people that are really close to the show in the sense that they're in the Discord and talk to us a lot either know for sure or have a sense that we're not going to continue doing episode-by-episode coverage of Lost moving forward. And I'm very sorry to the many thousands of you that have stuck by us throughout this awkward coverage interrupted by a four-month-long strike. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will 100%, I know Madison and I plan on continuing to to binge the show immediately, Mm -hmm. and we will check in periodically. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch the show now, too. With our thoughts. I can't um, fucking wait. But we will not yeah. be doing episode by episode coverage. And there's a very practical reason for that. I think there are thousands of you that are invested and that are uh, loving us co- covering this show. But n- many thousands less than are normally <laughs> invested in our show because yeah, the, of the strike. The strike really hurt us. So when we first started doing lost coverage, we were doing really great numbers. And then when we came back from the strike, I think what happened was everyone started watching Lost with us. And then the strike happened and they kept watching it without us. And they're just not returning back. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. Coverage, which great is totally show. understandable. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. Like you've 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 binged all all the seasons and we're still like, well, House of the Rising Sun. How was that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that wouldn't be fun to listen to because you watch that three months ago or whatever yeah um so that's what's going on that's a decision we've made we have to go with because we can see how many people are subscribed to the show versus how many people listen to each episode and really it looks like 
quick math, about 70% of our listeners are not interested in lost, which is a huge number we cannot ignore. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also that more than that, there's an SEO factor. People that aren't necessarily subscribed listen to a lot of our stuff. They're not doing that anymore either, which means a huge part uh, of our audience just does not care about lost. Um, So with that being said, we've made some hard decisions. We will check back in with lost coverage, uh, but we have a plan for 2024. Hopefully it's as exciting to you guys as it is to us. Uh, Next week, we're going to be knocking out more of our patron demanded movies. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be Action USA. It's going to be Tenet uh, Tenet, and it's going to be Kung Pao. So we're going to move much faster through our patron demanded movies in the interim. We're also starting finally a Star Wars marathon series. So we're we're watching all 11 Star Wars movies. Is there 11? uh, There have been 12 theatrical releases. We are not watching the Clone Wars movie because I don't feel like that counts as a movie. I didn't even know that existed. It's just the first three episodes of the Clone Wars stitched together into a movie. So there is 11 then. So yeah, the the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, Solo and Rogue One. Woo! So we're doing that uh, with Phil, friend of the show, who is a Star Wars nerd like Steve, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I've listened to you guys in Madison talking about like really obscure Star Wars races and stuff. And so that's yeah. why I yeah. thought of check Phil. out the best of episode where uh, Madison decided to name all these really alien species my, from Star Wars. My creative brain with that. Yeah, Binks my it. bussy. Binks my bussy. That's a good one. So I uh, am excited for the Star Wars coverage. Directly after that, by the time we finish all the patron demanded movies and finish all of the Star Wars movies, it will be April. Uh, where a new show debuts on Prime Video called Fallout based on the popular video game. So much like what we did with Last of Us, Jimmy will be on that episode as a dork. Because uh, <laughs> that show is based off a of video game, Fallout. And he's a big gamer. And he's a big gamer. we might, we got to bring our gamer boy back. Uh, around the same time or shortly after, I forget something happens, but uh, House of the Dragon Season 2 will come out in the summer. So will The Boys Season 4. And The Boys Season 4. We Hell plan on doing yeah. both of those. Maybe Madison will be available for The Boys coverage. Maybe. That would be wonderful. Um, House of the Dragon might see us return with Andy. We don't know. Yeah, we're still planning that stuff out. He's but cogitating, but that's happening for sure. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, Fallout, The Boys Season 4, House of the Dragon Season 2. We're also going to be Game of Th- We're going to review the first season of Game of Thrones in the lead up to House of the Dragon Season 2. We just have to... If we Fine. can schedule that somehow, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll be able to schedule it. Um, we just have to know when they plan on releasing House of the Dragon Season 2 because there's no release date on it yet. So. Somebody leaked that yeah. it was June for The Boys Season 4, but that's not even confirmed. Yeah. So we're operating based on that fake knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we also are going to cover Arcane Season 1 in the fourth quarter because Arcane Season 2 comes out, I think, November. And I'm obsessed with that show. I love that show. It's a great show. If you'd love to be there, we'd love to have you. That's happening. We're also changing the show a little bit yet again, sort of, in the sense that everything's the same, but we're changing the (laughs) tiers on the Patreon a little bit. Uh, We wanted you guys to know this moving forward. Uh, The We haven't. It's not set in stone. We're still working out some minor kinks, but there is a a big thing we need. We want to address with you guys, just knowing that it's coming. A planned shift. So we're open to much feedback. Absolutely. Streamingthingspot at gmail.com. If you're not directly communicating with us in Discord, uh, one of the tiers allows you to mandate movies. That's a big thing. We find that those episodes don't do super great. It depends uh, on what they are. Like if it's a Jurassic Park, it'll do great. But yeah. if it's uh, another movie that's maybe not so well known, they do terribly. 
Yeah. So, but we really enjoy doing those. Yes. They're so fun. Because sometimes they make us watch stuff we wouldn't otherwise or revisit something we wouldn't normally. And it's so much fun. And we like that direct communication with our patrons. So we're trying to find a way to, to, to make good business sense, but continue doing that. So what we've thought of is removing that option from the tier, uh, but then maybe still doing it in the form of an extra poll each month or something like that. Essentially, you can submit a, a movie that goes into a bank, and then when we have like an like a if there's a week between the season three, uh, season four, of the boys and Hot D, and we have an extra week where we don't have something else, we'll pluck one of the movies from that that pool of films that you guys suggested. Yes, that's our plan to keep that going uh, in some form where it's like. Not less work for us, but less work a little bit because uh, it's a ton. Yeah, because the, the big thing moving forward, so the year 2024 is going to be a huge year for streaming things. We have a lot of stuff planned, and the, the name of the game this year is growth. We really want to grow the show, and mm-hmm. in order to do that, we need to uh, review the, the biggest movie or the biggest TV shows, try to get new audiences, new people to join, and the way to do that is cover TV shows in tandem. And we weren't able to do that last year because of the strike, um, that's but, where we've, we've, we've had categorical growth. Stranger Things season four was our big jump. Uh, and then we, we gain listeners with every big IP, you know, house of the dragon, last of us, even rings of power, um, uh, yellow jackets. We pick up people each time. Uh, the lost thing was just like a, we're going to take a break, do something the listeners have been demanding for a long time. And then the strike fucked us. It's nobody's yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nobody's fault at all. It just is what it is. And so we're getting back to our big IP thing is our goal for 2024. And that's laid out the way that we told you. But we do. Uh, there's a lot of crossing streams fans out there. Um, and we have a form of that planned as well for patrons yeah. only that we're Steve and I are going to watch movies each week and talk about new stuff only on the Patreon. Yeah. And that um, will, that will replace the chosen aspect of that perk instead of mm-hmm. like being able to see your movie, like on the main feed, you will instead get like a kitten Steve exclusive went to the movies and we're reviewing new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's what's planned for the rest of the year. I hope you guys are as excited about all of that as we are. We wanted to reveal it to you on the finale episode. If you if you're still listening, wonderful. Um, definitely give us your feedback and let us know, but oh, also we're going to South by Southwest, uh, just to, to reiterate that. So that'll be a huge part of March. We'll be in Austin at the film festival. I'm so excited for you guys uh, doing live coverage there. Who knows what kind of interviews and stuff we'll be able to get on and, and, and put on the show. Maybe yep. nothing. We don't know. Um, but that week, uh, what week is that? It's the eighth through the 14th yeah. is when we're going. Yeah. So that week of March, you'll still get your your daily dose of the star Wars marathon, but then expect whatever craziness we were able to come up with from uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. We're seeing that week. Sydney Sweeney's immaculate monkey man, the fall guy, roadhouse, roadhouse, fucking Omni loop and 10 other things. It's going to be awesome. Super excited excited for you guys. Me too. It'd be so fun. Uh, Booked our comfort plus seats this morning. I Mm. paid for it with my own money. So comfy boy, comfy boy. (laughs) (laughs) But to everybody who has stuck with us throughout this and we got it. We lost a lot of our listeners during the strike, but we like gained a bunch of patrons. And mm-hmm. what that means is like the people that really care wanted to show that they extra care. And that means the world to us. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank and, you. Uh, you know, the people that do financially support the show, you're literally the only reason it exists because, you yeah. know, the, all the stuff, all the toys We're, that you see, if you're looking at the Spotify video or the YouTube, super expensive. Steve uses your money for that. Literally, the reason we're able to go to South by Southwest is because you guys yeah. are. Helping us could not afford to go do that without the Patreon. So we're super excited to see how the show grows in 2024 is all because of you. If you're not financially supporting the show, 
dude, we totally get it. Just dude. listening right now is a huge support. Mm-hmm. Uh, people always, I've said this before, people always write in and apologize profusely for having to leave the Patreon because they know that we can see that. Never do that. Mm-hmm. We uh, consider it a boon, a gift, an extra thing when people toss us money, not a prerequisite. Like, yeah, we totally understand. Life's crazy in general and extra special crazy right now in the economy. Yep. Never apologize for that. Somebody was like, yeah, we just had a baby. And oh, my God, stop. <laughs> uh, we did baby. Yeah, I we wish I wish I could help you financially. Right. That. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, we love you guys so much. Here's to the future. Thank you for tuning in. That's all the time we have for right now. It's the Super Bowl. My name is Kit. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And we have to go return some videotapes. You thought I wasn't going to say that, but I did. Got it in. And this was streaming.